0: Well, Captain Marvel is coming out this Friday, and to commemorate this historic event, we're taking the time period for which Captain Marvel's coming out, the 90s, and what it stands for, which is Women Empowerment. We're talking about those strong female characters in 90s films, and we are taking my pick for this week. Where we are going back to 1991 with the pop cultural phenomenon that is Thelma and Louise. Will these two renegade women <laughs> take our hearts by storm? We'll find out in a very driving through the Grand Canyon edition of The Review. Review. Well, hey everybody, I'm JT3Thelma. <laughs> and I just spit soda on myself. <laughs> to the max extreme. <clears throat> Welcome to the Review Review, everybody. A show or two small town dudes one with a very big birthday today. Look out. Come on. Make me blush over here. <laughs> Sorry I didn't surprise you with a cake this year. That is okay, because I ate. Way too much sweet stuff today. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to check my sugars when I go to bed. Very good. Get that <laughs> insulin, baby. That's right. Uh, this, is where we, this is a show where we give our big, dumb opinions about things. It's where we give our big, dumb opinions. Um, And tonight... We I'm got not, our opinions. They're pretty dumb. And they're big. And we're going to give them. And we're going to give them. <laughs> to you, the listener. Yeah. Uh, Take them. Today, we're not going to break from formula. We're going to do that. Yeah. We got our opinions. They're, they're pretty, big. They're pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. And they're big. Yeah. And we're going to give them. And we're going to give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying this. <laughs> Can you imagine we did that every show? <laughs> People listen, would Unsubscribe, throw their phone in the toilet, and then move. <laughs> there are three <laughs> things that you have to be aware of before you listen to this show. Number one, we got opinions. Mm-hmm. Number two, they're, they're big. They're pretty big. And number three. They dumb. And, and we're we're number gonna four, them. we're going to give me. <laughs> we're going to give them. <laughs> and today we are going over the uh, 90s classic, Thelma and Louise. This is the first time I've ever seen it, JT. First time I've ever seen it as well. What will we think about this 90s classic? Yeah. So It's a, not only a 90s classic, it's just a film yeah. Classic, JT. Film. Classic. Film. Classic. Film. Goes down on the annals of time. Yeah. Like, Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> or that the one <laughs> where the rocket goes into the moon's eye. Yeah, that one. That one's <laughs> probably, yeah. Just like those two movies. Or the one where a barn falls around Buster Keaton. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, the one where the train comes right at the screen. Yeah. Classics. And Space Jam. And Space Jam. Classics. Yeah. Went for that sequel, Space Jelly. (laughs) Oh, Space Marmalade. Space Peanut Butter. (laughs) Oh, look out, y'all. Space Preserves! (laughs) But before we get into that, we're going to get into a little bit of... We're going to dabble in what happened this last week. Catch us up on what happened yeah. in the world of entertainment We know games. you guys live under a rock. <laughs> so we're just going to, we're going to give them, we go give to we're you. We're going to give them to you. <laughs> well, I don't have very much, JT. That's okay. So I'm going to give bunch. you what, what I got, and then you can just take the reins. Okay. Take the reins on this birthday show of that's yours. That's fine. That's fine. How about that? That's fine. Uh, that's well, fine. I got maybe some disappointing news for you, JT. <sighs> I know how you felt about this movie when it came out. my fucking birthday, Troy. I know. But I've got to start at the bottom and build you up. God damn it. (laughs) Will Smith is out. Yeah. He's out. He said, no more. Mm -hmm. No more. I did hear this. He's out of doing the Suicide Squad sequel. But he's got a replacement. So they say. Is this a legit replacement? I think so. Did you hear who it is? Is it a rumor? I heard heard a rumor. Uh, I don't know. if It might be a rumor. I think. Oh, check your source. Let me check my source. Check my source. (laughs) Checking sources. Uh, I just. I think it just broke like a few hours ago. Mere minutes. We are Um, mere moments ago. We have our fingers on the pulse of entertainment. Fucking pulse. Let me see. Uh, keep going on the wrong goddamn thing. We need to go the right direction here, JT. We yeah. need to move forward. Yeah. Will Smith is out, not back. Who is taking Will Smith's place as the character Deadshot in Suicide uh, Squad? Believe, I believe that it is. It is. It is. It is official. It is official. Yeah. It is confirmed. Do you want that... to say? It? You want me to say it? Go ahead. You you uh, you have it. Uh, he will be replaced by Idris Elba. There you have As Deadshot, it. Idris Elba. There you have it, Charles Minor himself. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he will always be Charles Minor to you. I think I first saw Idris Elba in anything. Yeah, it was The Office. I think that's the first time I've ever seen him in I'm anything. To think if I, I think that might be the first time I saw him too. I never saw The Wire, so I yeah. didn't see him in that. Yeah. And then after that, I don't I don't remember any big movie he was in that I would have caught. Yeah. So it had to be The Office. I think The Wire is what really made him... Catapulted skyrocket him. Skyrocket. That's right. To superstardom. Super stardom. Yeah. So he could star in minor roles like Charles Minor. <laughs> yeah. In, in Charles Minor roles. <laughs> yeah. We did it. We got there, man. Uh, anyway. But yeah. Elba in. Smith is out. Yeah. Your thoughts? I'm for it. Same. I like Aegis Elba. I You know what? I don't even care if he's not in the movie at all. Like, Deadshot is a character. I know. I was, I was surprised they just got a replacement to play Deadshot because mm-hmm. it's like, well, then find some more villains to put. This whole thing about Suicide Squad is it's villains. And they're dispensable. And they're dispensable. Yeah. Just say that you blew up Deadshot's head once. Yeah. It's like ah, he wasn't doing what we said before, but you didn't see it. But we killed him. Yeah, he's dead That'll now. I'll go over. Yeah, we <laughs> slipknoted his ass. <laughs> yeah, you just didn't see it though. It was yeah. uh, it was between movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another bit of news I got, JT, is no more casting news. This one, Uh-oh. on the Marvel side of things. You about oh, this? No. Did you <laughs> see this? You about this? You about this? <laughs> Emma Watson what? is a front runner. For a lead role in the Black Widow movie Whoa. for the MCU for that upcoming Black Widow movie, so she's gonna play the the young Black Widow. Don't know, just a lead role. We don't know yet. Hmm. Who knows? She could be a bad guy for all we know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Not could you imagine, Hermione. Could you imagine, sweet Hermione? <laughs> changing face to a piece of shit heel. <laughs> Could you imagine? I ooh, does this bitch think she is? Who <laughs> does she? Where does she have the nerve? She used to be sweet, mild-mannered Hermione. Now she's no. coming in, busting tail. That's right. Kicking ass. Ah! Uh! Taking names. Ah! Uh! It's... it's it's a role of a lifetime, Ugh. some would say. It'll it'll catapult her into mega superstardom. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, good for her. Yeah. Getting she some of that Bell. Disney money. She was Bell. Oh, yeah, she was Belle. I yeah. totally forgot about that movie. Well, I want to. <laughs> oh, my. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The last bit of news I got, JT, is, is an odd bit of news. An odd bit? It's an odd bit. Well, we're gonna give it to you. Okay. We're gonna give it to you. <laughs> Netflix, ever heard of it? Well, yes. Great. Then you will not be lost when I tell you this news. Okay. Netflix apparently does not, for their original series or yeah. movies, mm-hmm. does not pay so well. Did you hear this? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? So there <laughs> is an actress that can't. I can't. For the life of me, I won't remember her name. Yeah. She's not huge, but she does work on TV. Yeah, and she said that Netflix kind of went around, uh, the played the system a little bit. Yeah, in order are to they pay not paying their actors? scale. <laughs> See, they are paying scale. Uh oh, but about that only. Oh shit! So like, if she was, she said that if she was on the same kind of role on a network. She be making like twelve grand an episode or so. Yeah, Netflix. She got paid nine hundred and eighty dollars a day. Ooh, yeah. And Netflix also said her role was a reoccur, uh, an occasional reoccurring guest. Yeah. So they don't have to pay her for the tire, but she was on every episode probably. Uh, maybe not every episode. Oh, but. It it the that is also different when you are on a network because of like union stuff, yeah, which I guess doesn't exist at Netflix. I don't know, amen. But goddamn corporations squashing unions. So that begs to to ask the question. Yeah, Netflix in its supreme popularity isn't SAG a union though? Yeah, I think. Well, uh, it might be. Yeah, because they would they would argue for like yeah. Uh, that kind of. I thought rights. in order to be an actor, like in Hollywood, you have to be number of SAG. I don't know how that works for sure. I don't know. Somebody mail us, yeah. Hollywood people, Hollywood, Hollywood types, email us. Email tell us, tell us, tell how, us how, how that works. Get us some rolls, yeah, yeah. Would you? Some buttered ones. I'll even take a Netflix one at this point. Yeah, I'll take a Netflix <laughs> one. Nine hundred eighty bucks a day sounds pretty great to me. I'd go for that. <laughs> 980 bucks is like what I make in like two weeks. <laughs> so yeah, bring it in. I'll do two reoccurring roles. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Two, take my paycheck and I will never see you again. Yeah. Unless you want me back, of course, then I will gladly come yeah. back. Or give me a starring role. You want to, do you want to give us a starring role? You look like you want to give us a starring role. I mean, we're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we're we, pretty fucking attractive. We. Not only that, but we were in high school theater. Yeah. We have the chops. I was sunny in Greece. You want me to Motherfucker sp- over here was Kaniki. I was Kaniki. I sang Greased Lightning. I asked if she put up a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, we got a pro wrestler over here, okay? That's right. Doing it live I'm doing in it front live. of a crowd. Fuck it. Week in, <laughs> way, week out. All right? Entertaining. People and mass. I'm, I'm putting in the grind. That's right. What am I doing? Wasting it. <laughs> I'm wasting my chances. All this potential being wasted on a weekly podcast <laughs> where we talk about bullshit, <laughs> and no, we're going to, it to, you. to you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So yeah, anyway, Netflix apparently pays like shit. But oh, that's, cool. that's my last bit of news. I said I was going to end up on top, and then I obviously did not do that. Oh, okay. Found, I just read my news and realized all of her bad. <laughs> the all <old> suck. <son. laughs> well, Troy, <laughs> to go to stay on the downer train, Troy, mm. I got a pretty big downer that happened that got released tonight, oh, actually. God. Uh, Troy, do you watch any Jeopardy? Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. And no, I usually don't. I've yeah. seen Jeopardy. I'm oh, aware yeah. of what it is. Yeah. And I'm also aware of this news. Yeah. Uh, the longtime host, Alex Trebek, had a uh, heartfelt message to send out to people tonight on the show where he's. But in a form of a question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go down this route, Troy? <laughs> go ahead down going, down this route. Keep going. <laughs> um, apparently, he has uh, told people that he has been diagnosed. With stage four, yeah, pancreatic cancer. That's like the bad shit. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. That's like the it's not looking good nope. kind of shit. It's not coming back. Yeah, from that. So, uh, so yeah. Check that. Check out Jeopardy while you can. <laughs> I think he was retiring after this year. too. Oh, was he? Yeah. I well, it's only been on for being... like thirty years or something. Yeah, like he's that. been around for a while. But hey. We're pulling for you Alex hmm find maybe find a way out of this out of this bullshit that's right that is right you know speaking of game show hosts mm-hmm. to lighten the mood a little bit uh I was watching a bit of Wheel of fortune yeah at my mom and pop's house Patsy Jack Patsy What's Jack he- <laughs> Vanna White yeah. uh came up what do these people make like per year yeah it's a lot. Oh, it is, and they only work like two days a week. Yeah, they bl- just block film everything. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nuts. I know it's the cushiest fucking job you could ever get. Yeah, and then have like five days off in a row. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, and they get paid buku bucks. Yep, they take like, these weird, these big fucking vacations to places. Yep, they'll have like like on location shows where they go to Hawaii and shit. Right. It's like the. I am always, like, astounded, too, because, like, especially, like, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy that have been on forever. Like, I always am just used to, like, game shows now. It's, like, you either win and take home your money or you don't get anything at all. Yeah. But, like, these shows are like, oh, you came in third place, you didn't win, but you were going home with $8,200. Good job. It's like, oh, Jesus. No shit. How much money does this network have to throw around? I know. Just to play... Freaking Hangman. <laughs> no shit. I don't know. It's like a fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Same it's like with It's glorified Hangman, yeah. Yeah. Same with Jeopardy. I and know, Jeopardy, like, they've, like... What the fuck, uh, that... Ugh. <sighs> Ken, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. He probably made almost like a fucking million dollars when he, he was on there. Did that. make a million dollars. Jesus. And then he came back and did it again, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was like on the All Star Championship Like, they let him come back? like At that point, Trebek yeah. is like this guy again. Jesus Christ. I think he's like, um, he does like a podcast circuit now, too. Like, I've heard him on a few podcasts. Ken Jennings or yeah. Alex Trebek? No, Ken Jennings. Oh, okay. Like, I think uh, Doug Loves Movies brings him on every once in a while. Mm <laughs> hmm. Odd. Okay. Yeah, That's well, it's like, man, it's whatever, man. I think he has, like, a podcast where it's, like, called, like, The Omnibus, where they, like... Try to trick him? No, like, <laughs> they're doing, like, something where like, they're trying to make it, like, a, a time capsule where they, like, try and, like, go through, like, a bunch of, like, major historic facts or whatever. I don't know. I don't care about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> man, it's like, more than half the podcasts I try to get sold, like, listening to the ones I listen to sound like dog shit. <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh yeah, I know. Um and they make that and the host try and make it sound like the coolest thing ever where it's like, "Hey, we got this podcast on our network where this chick talks about like animals you might not know about." <laughs> where I'm like, "No, I don't care about yeah, any just, of those things." I don't things. want that. No. I don't want that. You know, <laughs> That leads me into something else because that's another fun fact that I've learned about the podcasting industry Mm-mm. is that on Libsyn, like uh, I think uh, an average of eighty percent of all podcasts uploaded to Libsyn, yeah, n- like are inactive. Really, at this point, so like only a chunk of them just continually keep coming out. Oh, wow. Granted, Libsyn is like the most popular one yeah. to like upload on that in iTunes, but eighty percent of them are just go inactive. <laughs> and it's like Jesus. Granted, yeah, some man. of those are probably like miniseries and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but for like people who like perpetually do it every week, yeah, like, we're the superstars here. No kidding, man. We gotta be in episode yeah. three hundred by now. Like I've been looking <laughs> at our analytics, and we we're on like an uptick. Like That's we good. have like a steady climb of list of downloads as we go on. That's good. Where it's like, you know what? We're who doing knows? we're doing something. Like who knows? <laughs> like if if we keep this climb going on, like where we'll be like in five years, That's we might right. start getting sponsors or some shit. That's right. Who knows? I Can't wait to start shilling other people's shit for money. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I want my fucking Casper my mattress. Fresca. <laughs> yeah, I want my fucking Casper mattress or Lisa, Lisa. Warby Parker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Weldon. I've actually heard Bespoke Post is starting to, like, promote on things. Oh, I would th- love to get a fucking Bespoke Post oh, box for free every goddamn month. Fucking... Are you kidding me? Uh, you should probably contact them. <laughs> yeah. Just I saying. I bought, uh... Just, a service at con- bespokepost.com or yeah, something like that? Yeah. Fucking, uh... They're one of the things they're doing for this month that I bought just because Molly really wants it. They have a fucking magnetic spice rack. Yes, you need to look into this, Troy. It looks oh bad. It's like, it's like, a board with magnets on it, and then like the shakers are like these, like these like round orb things that just stick to it. I'm into it. And you can like bolt it to your wall and just pull them off. And then if you don't want to use all of them, you can. Put your knives on it, too. Yes! So you can do the thing from Kill Bill where you throw your knife against the wall and it (laughs) sticks. That's what I want to do. Throw knives! (laughs) I'd be into changing out my spice rack. I'll tell you right now. The spice rack we got now, there's only like eight spices on it. We have 30 jars in that fucking thing. Dude, what? Half of them. More than half. Empty. Molly puts all of hers on top of the stove and it's like falling. They're like... Almost falling off, like she has so many. <laughs> uh, what are we? St- what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember my next bit of news, story. <laughs> Uh Are you looking forward to that Metal Gear Solid movie? I know there's talks about it yes. coming out sometime. Sure. Um, I guess there's a ongoing there's an ongoing public outcry for a certain person to play Solid Snake, and the director says he's not opposed to it. The 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 David Hater? It is not David Hater. Who's David Hater? He does the voice for Solid Snake. Oh, it's not him. All right. Uh, (laughs) The people that people have been clamoring for. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay, sure. Good deal. Be pretty good. Be pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. good. I don't know what David Hater looks like. He could not look like Solid Snake at all. Let's look it up. David Hater. American-Canadian actor. I know, I expected, uh... Who's the guy that does the voice of Batman from the animated series? Um... I can't remember who what his name is. God damn it. But I always, like, thought where it's like, okay, yeah, sure Kevin he does, Conroy. Yeah, I always thought, like, Kevin Conroy was like, yeah, sure he probably sounds like like a cool Bruce Wayne, but I bet he looks like just like this just dumpy piece of shit dude. And then I saw him like, oh yeah, he'd be a good Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Like, he doesn't look, he doesn't look too bad. Like, he looks, he has like the chiseled jaw and everything. Like, he would be a good Bruce Wayne. But now, now he's older. So it's like, it probably wouldn't be good, but yeah. This is David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake. Oh. You know, get rid of the, Get rid of the goatee. Get rid of the goat. <laughs> my God. Get rid of the goatee and the flowing locks. Get a nice high and tight. Put a bandana on. You kidding? Infinite ammo, <laughs> Come bitch. Come on. Infinite ammo. <laughs> <sighs> um, let's see here. This looks like all of my shit just, like, erased. I don't have <laughs> a lot of sh- I didn't have a lot. In terms of news anyways. You said you had a lot for news anyways. I thought I did, but I guess a lot of it just got erased for no reason. Oh, you need to learn how to use that phone over there. This app thing is just being a shit. (laughs) Well, my last bit of news, I guess, will be... uh, uh, They're making an animated Scooby-Doo movie, Mm. and uh, Will Forte is supposed to play Shaggy in it. Great. That's... It's not a good piece of news, <laughs> but it was just... I, I wish know. you it had like, something else to leave. Really... It literally just, like, erased, like, a whole bunch of my shit. Listen, I just think you're... Some dumb fucking... I don't know how to use anything some here. Some dumb bullshit. I'll tell you what. Well... I got... Oh, no, here it comes. No, uh, I got it back. I got it back. Uh, I had to get out of it. Now I got back into kay. it. Okay, all right. Uh, Troy! Yes? you big fan of the Sandlot. It's all right. I mean, it's, all right. yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I never. The only time I ever saw it was when I went to your house as a kid. Mm. And right. I was pretty into it when it was. You uh, were. Really into it's a, it. It's a, it's a coming of age story. <laughs> Tale as old as time. That's right. Song as old as rhyme. The Sandlot. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, if you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess The Sandlot is turning into a television series. Oh, my. That will star. The original cast. Oh, The Sandlot. Now. Yeah. Where are they? Where did they go? Older. Wiser. depressed <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so look out for that. Great. I won't. <laughs> uh, Troy, you know a movie that I always want to do on this that we have never done? What? I want to do the movie Twins. Okay. I, I know you have brought it up before to me, I think. It just... I don't even know what it's about. I just know that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito were twins. I've seen big chunks of it, but I've never really sat down and paid attention to any of it. I'm just curious. Have you ever seen it? No, I don't think I have. I think this might be one I've seen over you, then. Oh, my God. Which makes no sense. I want to go back and watch some real shitty Arnold Schwarzenegger movies sometime. Like Ugh. that and junior i want to watch okay (laughs) like i don't think i've i don't remember much of junior at all (laughs) i want my larry (laughs) oh no (laughs) but i've never seen um the one where he goes to mars total recall total recall i've never seen it i know i think it's like free on something too oh my can you imagine we'll have to to watch it for free? To figure out something for this. <laughs> well, anyways, the reason <laughs> I bring it, it together. up, yeah, is that there is supposedly going to be a twins-esque type comedy coming out called Brothers. Okay. That will be starring Josh Brolin. Okay. And Peter Dinklage. What? The Dink man. Yeah. Well, they they play twin brothers. It's silly. And comedy ensues. The size is different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, twins sequel happening? With I don't. Know. Eddie Murphy. I think supposed it might be their, falling their other apart brother. Now. Yeah, it's supposed to be triplets. Where it's yeah. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I don't think it's happening now. And if they call it triplets and not twins two, I'll be upset. I... <laughs> <laughs> twins two, <laughs> and it's just and there's triplets. Yeah. Yeah. And it won's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he's supposed to be planning a comeback, and then right? Eddie Murphy plays all the parents, like in the clumps. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, goes whiteface in some parts. Mm. That's always tasteful. I don't, Love ca- it. I don't really care about it so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't offend me. But, but, yeah, that's all my news, Troy. All right, but I do have bits. So do I. I have two. That means we have two. Uh... Probably both ears. Yeah, both of them. I probably. didn't even ask how many you had. I just made sure you had I two. I know there's a third one, but I'm not too familiar with it. Just, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, uh, but I am uh, not either. So yeah. unfortunately, I think he sang your theme music for one of our basement wrestling. Oh. <laughs> cut the pressure! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before we get into all that, Troy, we have to, of course, play Neil's Bits. People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neo's Bits <sighs> Yep, 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 yep yeah. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Yet it's it, yeah it's done now jesus christ perfect here we go neil get on the show sometime please we miss you we miss you
1: what we have you been up to? to we
0: should try and fucking try and like con him into doing all the fast and the furious shows with us yes every single one of <laughs> every them. every single one of them <laughs> i want to see him bitch about them like i would love god it damn it i was make it. him rent them all oh my god yeah <laughs> I would love it. I saw the first three are actually on Netflix. Okay. All right. Yeah. I feel like we need, like, a third host for those Fast, Fast and the Furious ones. We would have one, a different one for every show. Ooh, Okay. And then they, they, they didn't see the ones before? Yeah. <laughs> like, what you what am I into? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we can find some of our friends who have never seen them just like us. And make <laughs> them jump like, in on number five. Jump in on six? Or, it's like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> who uh, is a Shaw? <laughs> yeah. Should I like Hobbs? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. We should. Now you turned me around on it. I'm right. right. We're more excited now. All right. I'm telling you, they're probably going to be a chore to get through, but I bet the reviews are going to be fun as fuck. Possibly. Watch I get the lowest number of downloads and it'll be like fucking waste <laughs> of our time. <laughs> it's just like like our our analytics turn into a middle finger. <laughs> like people listen yeah. just enough to flip us off. <laughs> That'd be pretty impressive. See if you can make that happen. Come on, guys. Just. <laughs> All band together to try and make our analytics turn into a middle finger <laughs> to flip us off. Yeah. You really got to watch the shit, I, or listen to 4 <laughs> and 5. Get that little prong of a finger. Anyway, Neil's Bits. Neil's Bits, Troy. Got two bits. Yep. Why don't we start with this one? All right. Uh, Mr. Beverly Hills 90210 himself, yeah. Luke Perry... Passing away, passing away. I think I got fifty-two. Yeah, super young. Super young. Uh, I don't. I didn't really follow his career at all. No, I know he was so popular because of this show. He like pretty much would show oh, up and, because like, of our show. Yeah. Because of our show, because we brought him up Because of the Fifth Element episode that we did? That's right. Uh, (laughs) He would show up on other, like, pop culture stuff, like The Simpsons and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I probably knew him more from The Simpsons than I did from actual (laughs) 90210, because I never watched that. Because I was, like, eight. Yeah. Like, I don't care about these 30-year-old teenagers or whatever they're talking about. All I know is that that show was so popular, and Luke Perry brought the sideburns back. Oh, yeah. So in the 90s, sideburns were a huge thing. Hell, yeah. So, Luke Perry, even though you passed at a very young age, yeah. you will still be missed for your contributions to facial hair alone. <laughs> at know, least, I know the wrestling community was pretty broken about it because I guess uh, his son is becoming a up and coming independent wrestler. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. He's on the scene as someone called Jungle Boy. Oh, look at and Jungle And I've seen Boy. a few bit of it. Seen a few of his things. He's pretty good. Yeah, I dig him. You calling him out right now? Yeah, come on, Jungle Boy, bring it on. <laughs> sorry, seriously, sorry for your loss, but yeah, I mean, sorry for your loss, but yeah, in all seriousness, let's let's do this. Let's fight. Let's fight to the death. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not don't how you wrestling dare... works. Well, don't say anything about death now that... Oh, that's true. Too soon. <laughs> Jesus. Got it. No, uh... yeah, but no, uh, Luke Perry. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of your work, but from what I've seen, good stuff. That's right. Really good opening to uh, The Fifth Element. Yeah, yes. Very good. Yeah. God, The Fifth Element is so good. So G- Dave, Dave and and... GHD just rips you apart about it all the time. <laughs> Fuck him. Right? Man, I was so bummed that I wasn't on that Watchmen <laughs> review with you guys. <laughs> I would have ripped it apart so bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like reveling watching you guys be like, yeah. Uh, it just wasn't as good as I remembered it. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We definitely didn't praise it all. We liked no. a few things, but then and you can watch it on YouTube. But anyway, in the comments of that video, a lot of people agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. there you have it. I'll just let you read down the comments. Not, uh, I, they're not like vitriolic or anything like that. They're just like, fun video, guys. I don't like the movie. <laughs> and that's just about every comment. Yeah, so I'm like, all right. At least you're honest. Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but no, check out their uh, check out their review on the Watchmen movie, and uh, it's good. Darn right it is. The review's probably better than the movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> that says a lot for my review. Uh, the, oh, I'll let you go over this. I went for the first Oh, one. uh, well, uh, I think passing away at, I think like 62, 61, I mm-hmm. think. Uh Still pretty young. Yeah. Legendary professional wrestler King Kong Bundy. Yes. Passed away. Yep. Uh, remember him just being like, he looked like a dude that was as wide as he was tall. <laughs> Man was enormous. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, from what I've seen of people that talk about him on Twitter and stuff, he seemed like the nicest guy ever. He was a little bit before my time into getting into wrestling, so I didn't really see a lot of his stuff. But, like, he's a big, huge, influential figure. Yeah. I've seen, like, a lot of, like, especially, like, the older indie wrestlers, Like, like, when they were, like on the scene, like, in the 90s, like, he main evented, like, every show ever on the independent scene. (laughs) Like, it was, like... I think, like, there was, like, one guy that was, like, every show I was on, the main event involved King Kong Bundy and someone else. (laughs) He just... He just went all around the country and just main evented every indie show in the 90s. Every one. Yeah. Every (laughs) single one of them. Pretty much. But, no, like, uh... The one thing that I really like is me and Molly have gone back and started watching Married with Children, mm-hmm. and he like plays like Peg's crazy uncle. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, God damn, King Kong Bundy. He's all over the place. But yeah, no, he seemed like Main a sweet. Main eventing Married with Children. Yeah, seemed like a sweet dude, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Very good. There was uh, someone put up a sweet thing on Twitter where it's like they like they put up like a. The pictures of everyone from the Heenan family, and then it said the the family's, come like, family reunion or something, and they're like all in heaven because I guess like everyone from the Heenan family is like dead oh, now. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah. But oh well. What a... hey? Your contributions, both Luke Perry and King Kong Bundy, are not overlooked. Yeah. Thank you. And the lead singer, Prodigy, died too. Yes. I don't know his name, but I don't know. I'm not. i have not like a. Avid prodigy listener. Me neither. But. Too bad though. It's right? got some cool songs. It probably died pretty young too. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. I think he died of suicide actually. Oh my god. Man. <laughs> we need to get off this death train here. <laughs> I feel off. like we're we almost... need to We some good news we in here. We need some good news. How about some stuff that's done? All right. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know it's, it's done. It's done. And. I got a fuck ton of trailers this week. I have four myself. Got s- I've got six. unfucking called un-fucking-called-for. <laughs> <know>. there was, <laughs> legit, there was a just a dump. <laughs> yeah, for what reason? I don't know. Maybe it's before, before like all these big blockbusters yeah. come out. Yeah, it's like the calm before the storm, so it's like, let's get all our fucking shit out now. Mm-hmm. While we still can. <laughs> well, yeah, just stick them in front of like Captain Marvel coming out and all these other ones coming out. Oh, I'm out. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you want well? Why don't you just go down the list, and if I have them, I'll just chime in. Okay. Well, uh, one that I saw is for an Amazon series called Good Omens. Ooh. Uh, it stars uh, David Tennant. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And God damn it, what the fuck's his name? <laughs> Michael Sheen. Okay. And they both. Michael Sheen plays an angel, and David Tennant plays a demon oh. that are stuck on Earth, and they are trying to, uh, they're trying to prevent the apocalypse by trying to find the Antichrist, who is somewhere on Earth. Oh, and, sounds uh, uh, intriguing. Yeah, like it seems it seems like a light-hearted spin on uh, the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like they do, they introduce the four horsemen. Of the apocalypse, uh-huh. where they're all, like, driving, like, super stylized bikes. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. It looks it looks fun. That's what I'm into. I'm, fun. I'm for it. I'm a big fan of David Tennant, so I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever he's in. Same here. Uh, before you go on to your next one, I just want to chime in before I forget. Yeah. Uh, you brought up Four Horsemen. I watched the Jay Lethal Ric Flair thing again yesterday. <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the Thor Horseman uh, Oldest Ride <laughs> Longest Ride. That's longest my line. line. That's my line. <laughs> and they just start wooing at each other. <laughs> Elbow dropping their jackets. It's all a good time. Anyway, that's a an amazing freaking segment. Look that up. Look up Jay Lethal, Ric Flair. Yes. Oh, perfect. Sorry if this is making noise, but I got to move it closer to my mouth. It's not making too much noise. Good. I tried to move it very slowly. (laughs) Uh, The next one I got, Troy, is they put out a second trailer for Brightburn. Yeah, I watched this one. It looks awesome. looks terrifying, (laughs) right? I I just love how fucking lackadaisical the kid is in this. Like, they show him do some horrific-ass shit, and then he just, like, sits back and, like, eats an apple. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh... And I also love that they're playing heavily on the Man of Steel tropes. Oh, totally. So you're just, like, thinking, like, that was fairly calm until the end. (laughs) (laughs) When he just destroyed Metropolis, but, uh... This, like, starts like that, and it's like, oh, it's just like a Superman story, except if Superman was a child and murdered everyone. Yeah. (laughs) It looks scary as shit. Yeah. It's like the mixed, Like, the perfect mixture of Man of Steel and Chronicle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's... It's got very high promise, too, because James Gunn's behind it. Yeah. He's not directing it. He's producing it. Um... And I think he also wrote it with his brother, I think. I think so. Um I can't remember who's directing it, but it looks it looks good. I'm into it. i mm-hmm. I'm into it a lot. Especially if this is going to like ring in kind of like a few movies that we've been like kind of like clamoring for, just yeah. like a big change of pace in like the superheroish genre. Yeah. Where I know. like you think they're good and then they end up being total shits. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm that's what I like this too is that it it's taking the superhero genre and doing something different with it, which mm-hmm. I feel like that's what any genre needs to do when they right. start to become overexposed like this. Like yeah. you need to find ways of being like, okay, let's take a very prominent superhero and then play on it where it's like, what if they were dicks? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what if they were murderers? Yeah. Yeah. And this really it Everything about this is just terrifying. Mm -hmm. Like, there's that whole ending scene where he's just flying in and out of the house where, like, the mom's just, like, cowering under a fucking breakfast nook, (laughs) screaming while he's just, like, bashing in and out of the walls where you're like, good lord. Yeah. (laughs) Bit of a handful, that kid. (laughs) Yeah. But it looks good. Like, it even looks like it's pretty well made, too. Right. Like, I'm, I'm pretty psyched for this. Me, too. Let's bring it. Bring it on. Bring it, on. bring it, just bring it to us. Uh, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here, Troy, because I know you're gonna have you're not gonna care anything about this. Okay, but uh, the Game of Thrones season eight trailer. All right, I'll, came I'll be out. back in just a minute. No, go ahead. And uh, I'm just psyched. It's the last season. Some shit's gonna go down. Is this like the second part of the last season? Or how does that work? I think they're officially making it season eight. Okay. But, yeah, I think it's only going to be, like, six episodes. hmm Man, they are just going to fucking... Ugh. <laughs> Me and Molly started going back and, like, watching it from the beginning to try and get ready for it. And it's, like, there's so many... This showed us such an awesome job of foreshadowing stuff. Like, even just, like, people that come across where it's, like, I've seen this on my travels where it's, like that there's totally going to come up later <laughs> like it's uh, it's such a fucking good show okay like i know you're never going to watch it because Probably not. it's so popular and you're fucking hipster about that shit <laughs> right but right it's the one thing i do it about and you have such a fucking gripe over it <laughs> cuz it's good you'll you'll watch watchmen but you won't fucking watch something good like game of thrones i watched watchmen yes that's true <laughs> i was also into it well, it was super popular even when it was made. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, but, go on. No, I'm super into it. They're totally going to have this big fucking battle between the fucking, the, the fucking White Walkers and the regular people. It's just going to be goddamn fucking bonkers. Okay. I can't wait. The White Walkers have a dragon now. Oh, my. Like, How many dragons so have got on this? There's three dragons all together. Oh my! The White Walkers got one. Oh my god! Okay, you want me to nerd out a little bit on Game of Thrones for you? Go ahead. So, the White Walkers are like these; they're like three or four dudes. I think they're down to just three dudes now, but they're like these, like ice wizard type looking dudes. Uh Where everyone they kill, they can turn into a zombie for like their army. Okay. So, like if you're in a battle with them. And they kill, like, half your men. Then those men belong to them now. Oh. So, and they've spent, like, the last seven seasons just going through, like, north of the wall and just raiding towns, killing everyone in the town, and then raising them into the dead. Oh, boy. And then making them part of their army. Oh, boy. So, they have, like, what look like millions of people (laughs) on their army so and the end of the last season, since they got a dragon, the dragon came in and toppled the wall. So now they're marching into actual Westeros to now storm like every like every town that you've become familiar with over the last seven seasons. Oh god.
1: Sounds so, intense.
0: That's what they're they're building towards like a big fucking battle between like everyone in Westeros and all the fucking Night walk like white walkers that are just fucking night walkers, yeah, <laughs> prostitutes, yeah. <laughs> so that's like the big thing, like, and then even on top of that, we have like all these political things where like people are being are still trying to like backstab each other, even despite the fact that there's an actual threat of weird zombie fucks <laughs> that can't be killed, like coming towards where it's like, square up your shit. And get ready, because (laughs) you can't fight these people alone. (laughs) Good lord. It's a good show. Well, I hope hope it ends well for you. Yeah. hope it's got a satisfying ending. Well, we'll see. Six episodes, April 16th, I think, comes out. Can't wait. Mark your calendars. Uh, A show that we've covered on here, Troy, The Tick, came out with a trailer for season two. Yes. And uh, it looks kind of the same... <laughs> it looks kind of the same. I don't know. Like it looks like they have some better graphics. Okay. Or some better special effects. Um Yeah, they they I think they definitely allude to more superheroes and more villains. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Alright. So I think I'll check it out when it comes out. Okay. I I didn't check this out. I eventually fell into it when I watched it. But I don't think it's my favorite show in the world. Yeah. I think they definitely allude that Miss Lint is gonna be like the main villain. Okay. In this one, I liked her in like she, season she, one. she gets like her own like super costume and everything in this too. Oh, okay, sweet. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out. I mean, it, it looks like it has a bigger budget than the last season did. So, All right. we, I'm curious. Hmm, I'm curious. Same. Me too. Uh, my next one, Troy. The Latest Hellboy trailer. I saw this one as well. The one Mike Mignola himself said he was like, "You're gonna blow blow your your fucking load over this. Your nuts will explode (laughs) when you see this." (laughs) It's so much better. Yeah. So I'll let you. What do you? What did you think of this one? I didn't really find it that much better than the first trailer. Yeah. It's definitely. They're definitely trying to sell more of the violence and stuff in it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna be one of those things where, if I go and watch it, I'm gonna need to fall into it. Yes. like it needs. Like I feel like they need to introduce enough things where it eases me into this. Where it's like, okay, I'm falling into it. I'm accepting the fact that this isn't like doesn't look completely real. Yeah, I I also didn't like that they gave a lot of stuff. They showed a lot, I think, in this trailer, too. Mm-hmm. It showed, like, th- the big monsters, I think, in London. Um, a lot of fighting around. Like, it showed that his, like, partner... Um, who's the guy in Lost? Oh, uh, yeah, Daniel Day Kim. Yeah. She said he can turn into, like, a were-jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You're really showing a yeah. lot of your hand here. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of the gore is really fake. Like, I'm yeah. not a... Like, I don't know. Like, they show, like, there's, like, a big creature that they're just cutting the limbs off of, where I'm like, sure, but it, it looks totally fake compared to everything else, so there, I don't feel like a lot of stakes. Like I said, like, I might fall more into it if I get into the movie, and, like, everything kind of has the same feel to it where I kind of fall into... The violence and where it's like okay, I'm accepting that this could be a thing. Yeah. But from just by seeing like the clips, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Same here. I, I don't. Uh, I, I I still don't feel like it really captures what Hellboy is. Like I said, I'm I only know the. Uh, the, um, the, the the previous movies yeah the previous movies so i don't know maybe if there's like a different feel in the I books. feel like uh the Guillermo del Toro movies caught more of like of the correct tone okay of the movie of of the book but maybe hellboy himself wasn't like how he is in the book cuz in the book he's like a blue collar like demon hunter Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, like, soft-spoken. He doesn't say a whole lot. But uh, in, like, the first movie, he was, like, kind of like a petulant adolescent child a little bit. Yeah. Not to the point where I ever thought it was bad. But in this, he just seems like a very jokey, angry dude. Yeah. Which he does, he's not like that a lot in the books. Like, he, I, he's not so... In your face about it, I guess in the books. Yeah, is he jokey? Yeah, he is. And there's some points where he's angry. Yeah, but he's not just like this furious beast, and like just wisecracking all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know. He just seems to like bumble into situations and end up winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much a lot of Hellboy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. This one just doesn't feel just by the trailers like anything like the book okay and but, I hate being that guy that's always like because I, do <laughs> I hate it when other people say it yeah but I don't know if I I don't if I maybe didn't ever read the material then like I wouldn't probably care at all yeah so we'll see won't we
1: yeah I, I guess <laughs> yeah I don't know I'm just it's I'm just not...
0: exactly like that freaking curb your enthusiasm <laughs> if I posted <laughs> uh, we'll see that's exactly my feelings on it yeah i don't know i maybe it's because i'm just so used to ron perlman but i I still cannot fall into how hellboy looks either yeah i um... it it definitely looks like a face that's made up as opposed to like it looks like an actual demon yeah i think that's something i could probably fall into in like five minutes or so i'll settle into it but just watching it in short bursts, I'm yeah. still like wanting to see Ron Perlman. Oh yeah, no, I'm the same way. Yeah, but oh well. Then he's got like a big, long, flowing mane of hair. Yeah, and then anything else is just always tied up in like a top knot. I know he's bald on the top, so yeah. it's like I'm like, what are he's you like Hulk about? Hoganing over here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, my last one is Dark Phoenix, unless you have anything else you want to bring up before that trailer. Uh, yeah, I got um a second trailer for Shazam, full trailer. Okay. It doesn't show a whole lot more. Um, Shows him doing more superheroing about town. Cool. And uh, a little more confrontation with Mark Strong's character. Yeah. Dr. Silvana. Mm. But uh looks like a good time. Looks like I'm it's going to be fun. It. And that's what I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the forward most. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So give me more of that, but that's pretty much all I got. If you've seen like any other trailer, you've seen pretty much yeah. everything this one has to I offer. I I was having a conversation with Molly Pop the other day, and she had a pretty hot take where she was like, "You know what? I think I'm starting to like DC more."
1: And oh, I'm like, oh easy. shit!
0: <laughs> yeah. Just because they one movie or two movies were yeah. okay. I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, all right. But Let's I see. they are when they're eventually going to be branching off and doing like their own kind of like solo movies yeah. not connected i would like to see how that's yeah. taken i want to see them kind of take up take the reins of like what maybe fox was doing where they try and like dive more into genre films with some of their other characters mm. like i think fox is doing a good job of that with like deadpool and logan and i've Afraid that they're going to get Disney-fied and now fall into the same, like, well, they're a Marvel film. We have to stick to the Marvel formula. Or I think this could be DC's, like, opportunity to maybe dive into, well, let's take this character and do this kind of movie. Like, I feel like that's what they might be doing with Joker, hopefully. Right. Uh... But then at the same time they're like making a maybe a trench movie, so I'm like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and while Aquaman was super fun, it wasn't like groundbreaking. No. So I, I wasn't I wasn't the hugest fan of it. But. Right. Same here. So I don't I don't know. Wonder Woman was great still, and that's the one you still need to beat I think. Yeah. Granted, Aquaman beat it at the box office. Yeah. But critically, Wonder Woman still you got to beat that one. Yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of Fox, Troy, yeah, the last one I have is the latest Dark Phoenix trailer. Yes. Uh, I'm curious. What do you think of it? Troy? <laughs> Why? Why is that? You've been talking mad shit about this. Mm-hmm. And this is their second trailer. <laughs> and now you're choking on your coat. <clears throat> I have been talking a lot of shit about this. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to do so. Okay, fair enough. Still looks like garbage to me. It looks like garbage? Yes. Okay. I think it looks like garbage. I think <coughs> um Jennifer Lawrence couldn't be bothered to wear any makeup and anything. I think all their costumes look Jennifer Lawrence looks like she's going to she begged to die in the first <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, it also kind of gives away that she'll she's going to die in this, not that anybody cares because yeah. this is like, like she's in it so little that like you couldn't even hide the fact that she's going to die. Like all of her scenes are her saying she's going to die. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it gave uh, a tease to the Quicksilver scene. That's going to be in this, which we all kind of expected it to be in here. There's a quick, oh, I didn't... it's I like quicksilver. two seconds. Yeah. It shows him like running up things that are kind of frozen in the air. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, oh, I, I was a... thinking silver surfer for some reason. You fool. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you fool. Yeah. But yeah, that's just that. Uh I don't know. It just it's like why why are they doing X-Men 3 again? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my take is yeah, they they do seem like they're kind of rehashing some X-Men 3 things. But you know what? I'm not hating it now. I liked right. it a little more I... on this one. There were some things they did in this where it, they made Jean Grey look scary. Okay. Like, they the whole thing where she was, like, compressing Magneto's helmet on his head. Uh-huh. I was like, that was pretty fucking sweet. hmm And then the whole thing where, like, Magneto has, like, multiple guns pointed at her, just, like, firing full uh-huh. clips into her, and it's, like, doing nothing. Uh-huh. Like, they had some scenes in this where they made Jean Grey look like we're fucked. Yeah. I, yeah, I can agree with that. So I think, like, Sure, th- this whole movie might just be like a complete reha- rehashing of X Men Three, but I think they they're handling Dark Phoenix better than X Men Three did. That I'm um, that's still to be seen. I think for me, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but from the scenes that they've shown, they see they make her seem more formidable than she was in. From the brief clips that they've shown, it's a fucking trailer, Troy. Jesus Christ, you're trying to talk like you've seen. From the scenes that we've seen, it's a fucking You're trailer, You're saying that it's Joel. dog shit from the small scenes <clears throat> that you've seen. Yeah. Just because it's track record of what we've gotten so far except for Logan and, like, Days of Future Past, everything else has been a letdown. And First Class. And First Class. But yeah. First Class is not done by Simon Kinberg, who is not even a director. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not going to completely shit on it just yet. I've taken two shits on it and flushed are, it in the toilet. There are <laughs> things in this that have me interested, and I want to see where they go with it. I'm going to admit, it might They're be absolutely... going anywhere with it. it. Might... This is it. This is I it. I know, but I... no. <laughs> what they do in the movie, from the clips I've seen in this trailer. All right. Fine. There are things that have got me interested. I like what they do with Jean Grey in these certain clips that I've seen. I'm not saying it's gonna be the fucking best movie of the year. I didn't, I'm just I saying there are things that. that there are things that have raised my ire where I'm like, that right. could be cool. Okay. That's fine. That's what a trailer does, Troy. I'm not gonna argue with anymore. You have the right to your own opinion. You're wrong, but I <laughs> you have the right to your own opinion. Well, we're probably gonna see it for the fucking show. Probably, because it's probably gonna be a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be the one. <laughs> Batman v Superman started it. This is gonna end it. (laughs) That's right. We're officially in the coffin. We're gonna officially gonna be start we're gonna officially start doing this show via Skype, (laughs) not looking at each other. (laughs) After Dark Phoenix. That's right. (laughs) Got anything else to say, you piece of shit? No. Okay. (laughs) Next one. (laughs) Just over here clipping my toenails instead or something else. (laughs) I'm just like we just like have like these like weird heartfelt things like you know Macy misses you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have like just have these like weird like things where like Chelsea go, just talk to him, Troy. No, you won't understand <laughs> You won't understand. You cut me too deep this time. He said things he can never take he, back. Dark Phoenix was too much for us. <laughs> you won't understand. Wouldn't that be fucking the worst? <laughs> you, yeah. weren't there, <laughs> you weren't there, Chelsea. You weren't there. So, same time next week, whatever. What? End conversation. Whatever. Hang up. Dial tone. <laughs> 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 Find a way to make Skype do a dial tone so <laughs> really rub it in. Uh, perfect. Uh Those are all the trailers, then, huh? That's all of them. Man. Gee whiz. I'm telling you, there was like a big dump of them. What a dump. What a dump. What a dump. (laughs) (laughs) But, Troy, Tournament of Random Movies. Give it to you. Before we get into the big shits. Yes. The Tournament of Random Movies, Troy, we had Children of Men versus Day After Tomorrow. Mm hmm. And uh, I feel the better movie won. <laughs> 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 because uh, Children of Men's moving on. Yes. I did vote for Children of Men. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I am glad. It moves on to the semi finals. Alongside Platoon and The, Ma- the Amazing Spider-Man. Seamy. Which leads us to our last... Film of the quarter of a quarterfinals okay. between National Lampoon's Vacation mm-hmm. and Roadhouse. Oh my. And of course, with every quarterfinal match, I do have trivia. We have eight facts. Three are from Vacation, three are from Roadhouse, two could be from either or. It is up to Troy to figure out which fact goes to which. Film, Troy, are you ready? I am prepared. Okay. Fact number one. Fact one. Bill Murray is known to make fun of a particular sex scene in this film to those who were involved. Uh... Shoot. I don't know. Roadhouse? It is Roadhouse. Okay. He's actually uh, friends with... Uh... God, who's the woman in it? Oh, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, no, he's, he's friends with the, uh, the female lead in Roadhouse. And he has stated in the past that when he watches it, he will call her and then make fun of her. <laughs> Perfect. I yeah. love it. Uh, number two. <laughs> okay. The main actor had to turn down starring in a sequel to a popular film due to an injury sustained filming this movie. I believe you actually brought this fact up. In the past. Oh shit, then I don't know if I remember it. Uh... Roadhouse? It is Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze was supposed to star in Predator 2. <laughs> but sustained an injury filming Roadhouse. Perfect. <laughs> He's in the better movie. <laughs> Uh, number three Annette benning was the original choice for the female lead but was fired due to lack of chemistry with the male lead annette uh vacation that's also roadhouse really, troy. really? yeah okay yes all right i'm getting you there troy you got me you pulled one over on me uh, number four, the filming of one of the scenes caused a large portion of the cast to become sick and or terrified. Uh, I, vacation. It is vacation. The entire family, while filming at Wally World on roller coasters, <laughs> became deathly ill. Oh, and no. Even the uh, Anthony Michael Hall became absolutely terrified. Like, he was, like... I guess they said that, like, if you pause it in certain scenes during the roller coaster, you can see him, like, screaming for his life when they're on roller coasters. Uh... Number... Five? Yeah, five. An actor slash actress almost turned down their part in the film because they didn't think they they could be so mean. Hmm... Uh, Vacation. It is a Vacation, Troy. Okay. The woman that plays Aunt Edna... Ah, Aunt Edna. ...was uh, scared that she wouldn't come off as mean enough. And then, after every take, she would ask everyone if they were okay. (laughs) Okay. After she treated them like dog shit... Huh. ...in every scene. I don't know. I don't know enough about Vacation to even know who Aunt Edna is, I guess. She... I don't know if I should say it because it's kind of a spoiler, but like... Well, uh, just then, don't we'll, care. we'll be fine. It's it's like an aunt that they come across at a certain point where she makes them take her with them. Sure. Where it's like... And then she acts like a total D-bag the rest of the time. Oh, uh, D-bag. There, I know. It's the worst, and then comedy ensues. Ah! Uh, Troy, number Six. six. One of the actors was three inches taller at the end of this film because <laughs> he grew that much between principal p- photography and the reshoots. Vacation. It's vacation. Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> I figured. Hit puberty. <laughs> I figured it wasn't between- so easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven. Yes. An actor was paid $1 million for a brief cameo. Roadhouse. That's also Vacation, Troy. Really? John Candy as a security guard oh. got paid $1 million. Jesus. Good job, Candy. The man was a treasure. You bet he was. Last fact, Troy. Last fact. One of the main actors or actresses wrote and sang two songs for the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Vacation. Roadhouse, Troy. Really? Patrick Swayze wrote and sang two songs on the Roadhouse soundtrack. Huh. (laughs) Those can't be real good. Can they? (laughs) I think they're in the movie, too. I can't remember what the names of the songs were, but I think they're in the movie. Huh. All right. Huh. (laughs) Huh. So there you go. Swayze singing. Come on. National Lampoons Vacation versus Roadhouse, a big eighties battle. <whistles> Troy, I'm I'm sure I know what your choice is, but Do you? What are you thinking here? Uh, I, don't know. I mean they're they're both pretty iconic for what they are. Yes. Um I own Roadhouse, but I would like to see vacation. And if this is a reason to watch it, I'll be more apt to do it. Hmm. We'll see. Yes. So I'll, I'll I'll probably be flipping a coin on the day. Wow. Yeah. Here I was thinking that Roadhouse was untouchable to you. It's pretty good. <laughs> like, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. I love that movie. Oh, by all means, I, I love it too. So. But we'll see. Yeah, we will. This is a pretty, uh... Pretty interesting. uh, Interesting matchup here. Yeah. Everyone flock in droves to vote for this one. Yeah. So, uh, with that on top of Children of Men, The Amazing Spider Man, and Platoon, what are you thinking so far of this one, of this tournament? I think the Cream Rose here. You do? You do? Yeah. You do? I think I do. (laughs) I think the Cream Rose are the top on this one. I'm pretty interested in possibly seeing Children of Men. Uh huh. And uh, platoon, I mean platoon. Hinn? I mean, Amazing Spider-Man is in it. It sure is. <laughs> it is a spot in the tournament, <laughs> to say the very least. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still kind of butthurt about the edge, not no one knowing what the edge is. <laughs> I, I went back to go <laughs> look at some old uh, tweets from our the actual podcast page, and, like, I didn't even realize before that you're like, well, Spider-Man won because no one knows what the edge is. (laughs) And it made me laugh out loud again, and I was like, I got to like this. I missed it the first time. So there you go. The tournament is heating up. It's hot. So we'll see what wins and what advances to... What we be we we will be reviewing. What we be watching. What we be watching. What a what which one of these films will you get our big dumb opinions on? And <laughs> we, we go be, we gonna get them we, when you when you gonna get them. <laughs> well, JT, that'll lead us right into the top of the hour. Yes, the '90s are alive in all of us. They are. And strong women rule the world. They are. Put together. So put them together, and you got a Thelma and Louise. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's a recipe for a perfect movie. Yeah. Or is it? Ooh, we'll see. We will, won't we? Dropping May 24th, 1991 Ooh. with a budget of $16.5 <laughs> 16 million. Dollars. Summer release. <laughs> It domestically made $45.3 million, was not released worldwide. Oh, wow. Well, it seems like it made its money back. It did. It uh, more than doubled its money, so it made a little bit. There you, you go. go. A little bit there. Probably made its budget completely back. Uh, and then maybe 15 mil. Who knows? Who knows how money works? I, I'm surprised it didn't release this worldwide. It, it doesn't seem like it needs to be like a regional type yeah. of film. I don't know. I don't know. No, maybe it just had a, the such a small budget that they couldn't afford to release it overseas or something. Yeah. Who knows? I was surprised. Uh, MGM was, put it on too. Yeah. I was surprised it was a Ridley Scott movie. I did not re- think that too. it. Me too. I did not know that until right before we started recording, and I was I was writing it down. I'm like, Ridley Scott? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. And it doesn't even seem like a Ridley Scott movie when you're watching it either. Uh-uh. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh All right. Rotten Tomatoes has this thing at 84%. Ooh, that's pretty high. IMDb 7.4 out of 10, and Metacritic at 88%. Okay. So it's up there. Okay. It's up there. This was nominated for some awards. Really? Uh, it was nominated for the Oscar for Best Actress for Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. Okay. They ran against each other in that oh category. Oh, my God. Best director for Ridley Scott, best cinematography, and best editing. It actually took the win at the Oscars. For best for editing? Best screenplay. Best oh, screenplay, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And it won a Golden Globe for the exact same thing for best screenplay. Wow. Yeah. Uh wanna get a get a gander of that screenplay. Get a good gander of that screen. <laughs> uh GT, what is Afelma and Louise all about? Well, we're following two women, named Thelma and Louise, Mm -hmm. who seem to be kind of stuck in some dead-end lives, so to say. Sure. Where uh, uh, Louise, played by Susan Sarandon, is kind of stuck at a dead-end job as a diner waitress, Yep. and uh, Gina Davis, who plays Thelma, is kind of a stay-at-home wife to... A real dopey piece of shit. <laughs> yes. And one day they decide, let's get out. Let's just go out and, I don't know, go fishing. Right. <laughs> just just get out of here. let go to the mountains. Go, yeah, just go travel. And uh, on these travels, they come across some circumstances that could possibly make them fugitives on the run uh-huh. from some certain law officials that lead to a... Cross-country chase across the wonderful West. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, everyone is pretty much aware of the ending of this movie, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's the most iconic thing of the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been, like, satirized in certain ways. Mm Mm-hmm. This, that is the only part of this movie I knew anything about. Yeah, me too. Was the ending. Me too. And that Brad Pitt was in it. Yeah. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I really had no idea how this movie started, where it was going, why it got to that end point. Yeah. But, uh, everything leading up to there, I thought was a pretty fun ride. Yeah. No, I I, I was liking it all the way through. They, Mm -hmm. They definitely, uh. I think they take some liberties on like male characters in specific. <laughs> but uh Yeah, no, I was I liked it for the most part. Um I don't know, like I feel like tonally there's some things where I was like What are you trying to say here? <laughs> but hmm. outside of that, I was I, I was kind of digging the ride all the way through. Mm-hmm. I liked uh that shooter of Gavin <laughs> was Played Shooter McGavin. Yeah, was Thelma's, like, deadbeat husband. Oh my god, I know. Oh my... I... I love that actor. Christopher McDonald kicks ass. (laughs) (laughs) I... He was the... Right amount of dick in all the right places. Yeah, Like, even to the beginning where she... I can't remember what his name is in the movie, but when she yelled back for him in the in the house right at the beginning, yeah. he comes up and he's like, Don't yell my name. You know it just drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay. Like, and like he doesn't come off as, like, abusive. He just kind of comes off as, like, a dimwit. Mm. Like a dimwit and, like... Like, he he would, like, be abusive if he had the balls to be abusive. But he's, like, not. He's just, like, God damn it, Thelma. Just stop doing this. Yes. And then she's, like, are you going to be home? I'm going to be home late. All right? God damn it. Stop asking questions. Like, he does everything, like, butt hitter, where it's, like, yeah, fuck that guy. Just go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I also love. He's like, well, everyone's not a regional manager of the of the uh, the uh, freaking car lot yeah, or whatever. I thought was even. like a carpet salesman or some shit. Oh, I thought he sold used cars. Who knows? Either uh, way, I thought it was something involving carpet. <laughs> <laughs> then be even better. But yeah, he does so much shit in this where he just comes off as such a goof. Like. He's constantly tripping over shit or dropping something, and then every Stuffing time... Stepping in full pizzas. <laughs> I want to talk about that later. But yeah, every and then every time he does it, it drives him literally insane. <laughs> yes. There's actually there's even a scene in this where like he's on yeah. the phone with Thelma, and he goes to check his watch, and it causes him to, like, not even drop the phone, but, like, almost drop, it. and he's like, God damn it! <laughs> Like, he's so angry that, like, things just, like, like, even when something just kind of, like, goes, like, strange to him, he's just like, son of a bitch! <laughs> like, he's so angry all the time. Only reason Thelma's even with him because she's just been with him since high school. Yeah. Like, she's definitely just one of those where she's just kind of become complacent, where she's like, I don't know where I'm... I don't yeah. know what would happen to me if I didn't if I wasn't with him. Right. So it's like all right. Right. Um it's a definite it's like a fun story where like it's kinda like the odd couple a bit, but they're still like best friends. Yeah. Like Thelma and Louise, like one's super tidy and Thelma's a bit of a mess and uh, but they yeah. both love each other and they're best friends forever. Yeah, they're definitely different, but you don't really know why they are the way they are until you get more into the movie. Mhm. Like little pieces flesh out each other's yeah. lives and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh yeah, but like Louise is definitely the person that only lets people in a certain amount mm-hmm. and then Thelma's definitely the one where it's like she needs a man at all times. Like even, Not even when... that, but like just it will just talk to anybody maybe she's cooped up so much she just yeah any points she gets she's just like bah! yeah like she's <laughs> super trusting but you definitely like when me and molly were watching she was like oh yeah she's like that chick where it's like she just needs a man like mm. she's always like like she doesn't she's not comfortable unless she knows that she has a man that she can like fall back on like even when it's mm. definitely looks like she's Except for the fact that she's not going to go back to her husband, then she's like on the prowl. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think she would be happy with Louise. Maybe, but like, I don't know. It just seems like about even when there's like 30 minutes left of this movie, I don't think she's looking for any of that kind of no, stuff. No, she no, no, like... no. She, I think she definitely gets to where she she takes on Louise's mindset more. Like, in the middle there, like, she's always kind of like, oh he's cute. Oh, who's that guy? Like... <laughs> well, I think it's more or less to get away from Shooter McGaffin. Yeah, but...
1: <laughs> to get some,
0: something else out there. Yeah, but I think what the movie tries to put across is that Thelma is what Louise was before what happened to Louise happened. Hmm. Maybe. So it's like Louise is trying to instill in her, like, well mean what you're doing is not the best thing and she's like well fuck you i want to do what i want to do until they get to a point where she figures out what what louise went through and she's like oh shit yeah you can see why she's a bit reserved yeah, yeah. even like the person that she's with like her her like boyfriend or whatever like i like that those scenes too when like they introduce michael madsen as her boyfriend yeah when like he goes and visits, visits them at that hotel and like he kind of like throws his big hissy fit, and she's like, "All right, I'm just gonna let you play out your tantrum." <laughs> like God damn, it, Louise! And he's like fucking like throwing shit around and shit. And she's uh. just like, "You're gonna be like this? I'm gonna leave." <laughs> like, no, don't leave, God. <sighs> Go sit down. No, I'm gonna stay here. Like, I I love I love Susan Sarandon as Louise in this because it's like she. She almost kind of has him trained where she, like, kind of knows what he does. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, you're going to throw a tantrum. I'm just going to wait it out until you calm down. Right. But then, like, she doesn't, like, trust him enough to, like, be open with him. She's just kind of like, I think you're hot and uh, (laughs) we're together and, like, maybe I do have feelings for you, but I'm not going to allow myself to explore them because the last time I was vulnerable around somebody... Some shit happened to me. Right. Yeah. Uh, I got uh vibes of my aunt from Louise. Yeah? A little bit. Can you see it? I can see it. My yeah. aunt Sue? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear your aunt's name, I always think of Russell. <laughs> Total inside joke. But yes. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> Me and Troy both worked at a grocery store in a small town and there was a guy called Russell that would always buy soda for the bar right next to this right next door and every time every time uh his aunt Sue like waited on him at the grocery store he was like thank you Sue <laughs> oh my God every day come with a big like six pack of the twenty four ounce Mountain Dews yeah. and razors, yeah, like every day. <laughs> Just like, all right, see you, Russell. yourself, Mike. Yourself, we'll be out of there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a Russell story. All right, Russell, <laughs> man, he's been like dead for like a long time, <laughs> yeah. like five or six years now. It's Russell in peace. <laughs> Russell in peace, man. <laughs> anyway, and Louise, um. I was actually surprised. No, I actually, I guess I wouldn't be so surprised, but I was pleased that this movie started out the way it did. And I immediately, like, fell into it. I'm like, I really like these two together. Oh, yeah. They have, like, I thought really great chemistry. In fact, like, I don't think there's any part in this that there is a weak character moment. It, from anyone, really. I, I I think I liked every. I think the weakest character in this, only due to Gina Davis, because I, sometimes I think her acting falls a little flat, okay. and I don't believe her. Yeah, but I think that's like the weakest point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too like taken back by her acting. Like I think she's just kind no, of like. I'm a, like there's like a few times where like, she was like, crying, and I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, that you're crying or sad. Yeah. Or something like that. But, like, I thought Susan Sarandon was, like, always on top of her shit. Oh, yeah. Really good. But, like, I uh, the charm of Gina Davis, like, overtook any shortcomings that I had anyway. Yeah. Because I think she's, like, really charming in this, and a total smoke show. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is so attractive Man, in this Susan movie. Susan Sarandon is, like... The definition of a hot older chick. <laughs> sure. Like there's 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 a reason why she was in the fucking uh that like Lonely Island song where like they were talking about mother lover, where it's oh. like, oh yeah, I could totally be like if I was like friends with like Susan Zarandon's son, I would be like, I wanna fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Take that Billy Sarandon or whatever your name is. <laughs> Billy Sarandon? <laughs> uh but no, yeah, like Yeah, it's just I they they seem like a genuine, like female friendship kind of couple where like they bring out the worst in each other and they bring out the best of each other all at the same time. Right. Where it's like there's sometimes where it's like, yeah, they're good for each other, and then and then Thelma will go and, like, rob a fucking convenience store because of something that <laughs> happened to Louise, where I'm like, maybe they're not the best for each other. <laughs> well, I, don't I think know. at the point where they are on the run, they're just doing whatever it takes to, like, get by. Yeah. So, like, being what's best for one another is, like, hard to argue because it's, like, yeah, it's probably not the best thing to do, but, like, they're desperate. Yeah. No, I think definitely, like, kind of the theme of this whole movie is, like, because i think there's like a there's a sense in this movie where i feel like a lot of like the men in this movie are incompetent but i think it's done in a way where it shows that they're surrounded by a bunch of men that feel like they know what's best for them and they're like no yeah <laughs> like i'm 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 happier doing this stuff mm-hmm. and you're over here being like even like i like harvey keitel's character in this where he's like kind of like the policeman that's always Trying to convince them to come back where it's like, look, I believe you that this is self-defense. Just come back here. We'll work this all out. And then they just keep getting, they just keep going further and further down this rabbit hole where he's like, look, you're making me run out of options. I'm trying to help you, (laughs) but you're doing more and more shit where I don't even know what, like, I, if you come back now, you'll be fine. (laughs) I'm on your side. I will make sure you're fine. And they're like, no what the fuck am I supposed to do? But I think he's like a cool character because it's like he's help, trying to help them with all the best intentions, but he's still operating on the idea that he thinks he knows what they... Like, what's best for them.
1: Uh-huh. And he, But
0: he still doesn't. Mm-hmm. Where I think that's like kind of the ongoing trend where you go from like the worst of the worst where like the guy that's trying to rape Thelma where it's like, oh, he, she wants this. Up to like... The guy that has the best intentions, where he's where he's like, I don't want them to be arrested, but I want them to reintegrate back into like their lives that they had before. Mm-hmm. Where it's like no one besides Thelma and Louise know what they want out of their lives. Yeah, and I don't even think they know until like it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, it I um. I was saying, like, I love where this started, because I love seeing they're like, back and forth, and they're just planning on, like, getting away for the weekend. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Blow off some steam. Yeah. That was, like, the main point of it. So they, they end up just stopping at this bar, right? Yeah. And they're like, come on, just lay your hair down. Let's dance. Let's yep. friggin' just tie a one on. Get back out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, that ends up going awry when... Uh, the, Thelma gets a little too friendly with one of the patrons there. Yeah, and like ends up going outside to get some air, and he follows her out there and tries to rape her on a car. Yeah, which at this point I'm like, this got heavy very <laughs> quickly. Yeah, like it's it's pretty lighthearted up to this point. Yeah, and the guy is just like, you want this, and just fucking hits her. Yeah, hits her. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, yeah. and it's fairly. Graphic, you don't see anything, yeah, but like he, you can see him like try, like, slowly, like, trying to pull down her panties and shit. Where you're like, oh god, it's getting yeah. there, yeah. And then uh, Louise comes to her rescue, just pointing that 38 special up into yeah. his jaw. That's the thing that that's the thing that kind of threw me off. Where it was like, Thelma seems kind of skittish about a bunch of things, and then they just throw in this scene where she's like, so I brought this gun. And then, like even like Louise is like, why? Yeah, she's like, oh, I just brought it <laughs> for plot. Really. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, yeah. I just brought it. You know, I don't, I, I don't even want to touch it, but I brought it with me. Or like, okay, it wouldn't make more sense for Louise to own the gun. Yeah, but I feel like they kind of wanted to do like a thing where it's like they can tie themselves together, where it's like Louise kills the rapist with Thelma's gun. Yeah. Where it's like, no, now, I, now they're both fucked. Yeah, I get how all that goes together. But, like, I that would be, like, the one thing where it's like, well, that doesn't make sense, but like oh I feel well. I feel like they tried to explain it where, like, when they're getting ready to, to leave, Thelma's raising all these questions and then trying to introduce a bunch of these things where, like, Louise is like, just fucking calm down, Thelma. We're not, we're, this is going to be a pain if we bring this with us. Or if yeah. we bring this to the point where, like, Thelma's like, well... you're not going to let me take these things, and I'll at least bring the gun so we have some sort of protection. Like, she's, like, I think she, like, wanted to bring, like, a... A lantern. Yeah, she wanted to bring a lantern. She wanted to bring a bunch of things. She's like, well, you don't know who's out there. Right. But that lantern never comes back into play. Yeah. (laughs) It's a total red herring. Yeah. But I I think, like, yeah, like, that whole, like, first scene, like, she just brings up, like, a bunch of things where it's like, let's just bring this just in case. And she's like, no, because it's just going to clutter up like, the little space we have left in this car. So right. she's like, well, if you don't let me bring a lantern to, like, look for intruders, I'll bring a gun and just fire it randomly, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So I feel like they tried to explain it, but it was, like, eh, it was a little sh- kind of a shady way of, like, trying to introduce a gun. Yeah. It... I I don't know. It happens kind of just, like, as a throw-off thing, and you kind of yeah. forget about it until you're trying... Going back and trying to like explain it like yeah on a podcast I mean, yeah. it's like why did they bring a gun yeah and they like still address it where they're just like why did she bring like even like when they like the cops come into her house and and search it where it's like why did she take the gun with her yeah <laughs> it's like okay whatever yeah sure. they brought the gun yeah whatever so anyway uh the Thelma gets rescued by Luis there and then Luis. And Thelma leaving, and then the guy like cocks off to her, yeah, and like I think he, she, I think he calls her the c word or something too, yeah, and so like she just has enough of it and shoots him, like yeah, at but at that point like it feels justified. Because yeah. he just tried to rape this chick. Yeah. And then is talking shit to him after when yeah. they're trying to they're get out of But they're walking away. Like, she didn't have to do it. Like, you find out probably why she did it. Yeah. Near the end. But, yeah. They're they're walking away. They're about to take off. And then the guy just, like, yells, like, something where she's like, you know what? Fuck this. And just kills him. Right. Where it's I... like, you didn't have to go that far. <laughs> well... I mean, yeah, yeah, she was getting raped, but it was like, you guys were on your way out, you you prevented it, and then, like, he just said something where it just set her off and she killed him. Like, you find out why she did, but it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't necessarily feel like it was such a huge leap At the at the given point in time, and then going back and, like, thinking, like, oh, well, she's got all this baggage leading... In her life, kind of, like, leading up to, like, this moment. Yeah. It's like, I could see that being a thing. Like, you definitely get a feel, like, Louise has gone through some shit. Like, even when they talk about, like, she's, like, completely avoiding going through Texas, even though, like, it'll, like, cut their trip in half. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, why don't we just go through Texas? We'll be in Mexico, like, tomorrow. Right. It's like, we're not going through Texas! <laughs> it's like... Jesus. Okay, <laughs> well, then, fuck. This is gonna be <laughs> a long fucking suck. trip. <laughs> but then, uh, because they shot a man, now they're on the run because they realize right after they did It's like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I immediately <laughs> regret this decision. Yeah, and like even like Thelma keeps bringing up like, if we just go to the cops and tell them what happened, like they'll probably let us go. And she's like, No, it won't happen. Blah blah blah. Right. So you, I don't know. Like yeah, they they have like small things throughout where like you can kind of. Piece together what might have happened to her, right? But uh, they end up going on the run in her mm. in uh, Luis's Thunderbird convertible. It's badass fucking car. It is a pretty sweet car, <laughs> and I want to say there's a few shots in this where they film them driving in the countryside, and it's I think shot very well. Yeah, this it, makes like the Southwest look fucking badass. Yeah, and I just in general, I think this had really great looking shots and cinematography. Yeah. And like, I usually don't notice that kind of stuff, but there were like a few sweeping shots. There's one that I can just kind of remember where it's like, they're on the road and it's like a kind of a three quarter profile of both the women And then they kind of pull ahead in the car and the camera swoops down just to catch, like, the Thunderbird logo on the back of the convertible before it speeds off all in one shot. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a really cool shot. There is some pretty sweet camera work in this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was digging it. And I'm just like, for a road movie, like, this is a lot of good-looking shots, but then you're like, (laughs) it's like, oh yeah, Ridley Scott directed this. He probably (laughs) has a few decent people on this kind of stuff. Yeah, cut out the scene where the aliens come out at one point. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) One thing I wanted to bring up before I forget, like, the band singer at this bar that they were in, where they got uh, accosted in the parking lot. Has a pretty rad ponytail, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it has a scrunchie. In it. <laughs> I was like, I can't let that slide. I gotta yeah. point that out. Oh yeah, the line dancing in this is phenomenal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also, they got their drinks very quickly in that bar. Yeah, that place was packed. Yeah, it's was like, they ordered like a wild, a shot of wild turkey and a beer chaser. Yeah, and then it's like. Okay, and what can I have for you? And then that drink was already coming from Thelma as in. No, I'm like shit. what bar is this ever happened I know. in? That that place is packed. And it she's is. getting her drink now. Right away. There's I'm probably like, like thirty or forty people waiting for their drink. I don't think so. These two are in a hurry. We better get them their beer and shot right yeah. now. Um now granted when this uh murder happened, like I it spurred off like their whole fugitive run. But like yeah. I actually I like I said, I had no idea what went on in this movie. I had no idea, like, rape was a part of this movie. Yeah. Murder. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? I never expected yeah. to get this heavy, I guess. I kind of thought, that like, the whole thing was them being, like, robbers or bank robbers or right. something. I kind of thought the same thing. Yeah. Which kind kind of happens like yeah, but they near only the do middle. it like once. Yeah. yeah. Like, they they don't they don't even like go on like a crime spree. It's just no. like they do like a few things here and there that makes them wanted. Yeah. So that's about it. Right. They, they only they do like just enough so that they're both fugitives. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> Cause like even like Thel- Thelma could probably get away scot free if she would have just like ditched like ditched uh Louise outright, but it was like, well no, I'll help you. And then she robs a convenience store for her to get money. Yeah. Uh sorry, I'm reading some of my notes. Um oh so anyway, while they're on the road, speaking of getting the money or whatever, yeah. Um uh Louise has the idea, well I'm just gonna go to Mexico. I'm gonna hide out there. My life is over. (laughs) I'm gonna withdraw all my savings and cash, go to Mexico, I'll start over down there. So she withdraws all of her money from savings, asks – shoot, I just spaced on his name, Michael – Michael Madsen. Madsen, thank you, um, to withdraw all of her money and Wells Fargo it to her in this hotel at Oklahoma City. Uh, So she goes up there to collect her check, and not only is the check not there – but Michael Madsen is there himself. Yeah, he takes it, he brings it to her personally. That's right. And then they have the whole. That's where they have the whole scene where he's like, "God damn it, <laughs> Chuck! God and damn it, Louise! <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, I'll just let you play it out, whatever." Uh, nonchalantly proposes to her. Yeah, uh, I know. I <laughs> love that. It's like, well, you wanna, <laughs> <laughs> but at this same time, they've also picked up Brad Pitt uh, that they've already run into, like twice in this movie by now. Yeah. And, uh, Gina Davis is kind of getting a bit lonely. Cause Louise is off with Michael Madsen, just yep. throwing shit in their bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so she invites Brad Pitt in for a, a bit of a, bit of a romp, yeah. which ugh, film is so goddamn naive. <laughs> yes. In this whole movie. Like, it, it like drove me insane where I'm like, the dude tells you, that he robs people. <laughs> yes. And then she was like, he's taking a shower right now. I'm like, alone <laughs> in your room with our money? <laughs> well, like, call- yeah, but I mean, he's he, he he likes me. Like, no. <laughs> Baby girl. No. <laughs> like call her naive. For whatever reason, I didn't see it coming either. And when they said it, I'm just like, oh, shit, he is going to steal the money. Fuck. (laughs) They get there. He's definitely gone with their life savings that they pulled out of there. Yeah. So now they're on the run. No money whatsoever. Yeah. They're hosed. You know what I mean? Yep. So the only way they know. Well, no, because they don't really know what they're going to do at all until Gina Davis is like, listen, I got an idea. Get your ass in the car. We're getting out of here. They go at a uh, park at a, like a market or whatever, yeah. a convenience store. Yeah. She's like, I'll just be right back. Yeah. Goes in, does the exact <laughs> line that Brad Pitt said, this is how yeah. I rob a bank. Yeah. And he does it in the convenience does the store. Exact same shit. I and I love it. It's like the most cordial way to rob anything. And yeah. I'm like, that is so sweet. <laughs> I know. I, I, that's the thing I like the most about these two is that, like, any time in the movie where one of them is down, the other one picks the other one up pretty much. <clears throat> yes. Like, it, it most, it's mostly, like, Thelma being, like, depressed. Like, she's she doesn't know what to do with her life, and then uh, Louise picks her up, and then when they get to the point where Brad Pitt steals all their money and then Louise is down, Thelma's like, well, I'll, don't worry, I'll fix this, and then that's yeah. when she goes and steals the shit. Yep. Where it's like, they still... They look out for each other, and I, that's what I like the most about their relationship. Where, yeah, it's like n- neither of them let the other one get so down that they don't feel like there's another option. Yes. Uh, so at this point, the cops are also on to their game. Yeah. Uh, and so they've kind of pieced together. They're they're over at Shooter McGavin's house, like yeah, trying to get information out of him. They're like, listen, we've tapped your phone. If she calls. <laughs> Just be nice to her. Oh, I love that. Because women love that shit. Women love it when you're nice to them. (laughs) And then she calls and he's like, hi. And she hangs up. Immediately hangs up. That was amazing. I loved that. (laughs) It's like, I know that that's again, that's kind of like the whole thing of it where it's like men feel like they know what women want. And then it's just like, well, like, yeah, we know what we want, but we're not stupid. (laughs) Like, we know when you're like trying to get something out of us. Right. I love that shit so much. And then, like, I think, like, uh, Louise calls and, like... Yeah, calls he, right yeah, back. Yeah, then he, like, picks up and he's like, Hey, Louise, what's... Can you put Thelma on? He's like, put the put the fucking cop on. The, like, the cops? What? There's no cops There's here. No co- just do it. <laughs> and Harvey cut down Harvey, and like, give me the fuck, phone. Fuck, just give me the like, fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> <And it's> just... <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like all the men in this just seem like so like kind of incompetent. But I lo- but like I feel like it has a purpose where they're just like they're showing that these men feel like they have complete control of the situation. They just need to appease to these women, these women's wants and needs, and then we'll just get them to come back to us. Right. But then it's like, oh, f- fuck, we don't know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also like near the end of uh, that whole kind of scene too. Is that like they pan back uh to Thelma and Shooter's House. Yeah. I, I wish I knew his name, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. And like all the cops are in there just watching TV. Yeah. I love that scene <laughs> oh, that when was they're funny they're, as shit. There's like some scene where they're like watching some like old romantic yeah. Film. Right. And then like fucking Shooter McGavin tries <laughs> to turn to the ba- to like, the game and they all just turn back and look at him and he turns it back and just like rolls like what the fuck man. <laughs> I don't even have my own house to myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Like there's like a, like the last time you see him he's like in the house and it's like Super dark, and he looks like a madman. Yeah. Like this whole yeah. scenario has just driven him insane. Driven him crazy. Like, he's like staring, like straight ahead, like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like what is, what has happened to you? <laughs> yeah, he's falling apart. <laughs> but I, oh my god, I love it. Like that, especially that scene when like Harvey Keitel first shows up, and he's like, "You're stepping in pizza," and he's like, ah, "God damn it." <laughs> Um, then I, I also like how, uh, during back on the Thelma and Louise side, during their whole trip to get down to Mexico and all their other exploits, they continue to bump in to this trucker, oh, the horny trucker guy, the horny trucker. He is amazing in this. Like he is amazing on <laughs> how gross and stupid he is. Yeah. But every time, cause I like how it's set up. Like oh, we should just, like, uh, follow this trucker, because they're great on the roads. They're great drivers. Yeah. Like, they pull alongside him, and they, like, go to wave, and he's just, like, doing the V <laughs> yeah, all like, around his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, jerking his <laughs> truck off Yeah, and he, stuff. like, puts his hand out and starts jerking off the fucking, <laughs> the door of his truck. <laughs> and then they're, like, oh, God. And they run into him, like, Three other yeah, times, three times in this movie. Yeah, and then the last time they do is like, they just like get him to like pull over so they're like, hey, so what do you want from us? And uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> like he, they like kind of like appease him where it's like, oh, do you want to fuck us or whatever? And uh-huh. he's like, yeah. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, that's, that's what you want. And then like, they like, they're like so forthright with it where he's just kind of weirded out where he's like, all right, uh. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> would you, would you do that to your daughter or your wife or your mother? And he's like, what? Hey, this is weird. You guys. It's like, you, I, I want to like pick, I like just picture him just doing that to any woman he sees on the road. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, eh, hey, you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at my tongue. Uh. <laughs> he's like an old fucking dude too, where it's like, does that, did that, did that ever work? <laughs> it takes off a wedding ring once, so it has to work at least <laughs> once, right? At least once. <laughs> That's how he met his wife. <laughs> yeah, he just hung his head out the window. Oh, she just... look at that! Look at that charming man's tongue. <laughs> I want to get to know him. It looks like he he may be proficient in cunnilingus. <laughs> I should marry that man. We have so much in common. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they end up getting the best of him, don't they, JT? They blow the fuck out of his truck. Yeah. Well, blow it up. They don't blow his truck. Right. <laughs> as much as he was jerking in that truck off, he yeah, it, it does not it, have it a penis not, yeah. to blow. Yeah. It only blew his load when they shot the tanker in <laughs> right. the back. and exploded. I also did not expect that to happen. Yeah, it blew up like a fucking A-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> That thing went up. It went up. Only to attract the attention of more police. Yeah. Uh, in a helicopter, mind you. Yeah. Oh, we didn't bring up the, the time when they got pulled over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that they, happened like right before yeah, this. Yeah, the time they got pulled over and they put the uh, the trooper that pulled them over in, the, in his trunk when they right. pulled a gun on him. And then the weird scene out of nowhere <laughs> where the black... <laughs> Bicyclist is going down the road and hears him bang on his trunk. (laughs) So he goes over to the bullet hole in the trunk that they shot in it for air holes and just blows weed smoke in it. (laughs) End of scene. That's it. That's it. That's all. No context to anything else in the story. You're just watching a black dude smoking weed on his bike. Right. Pulls over just to blow some weed smoke in in the air hole. Right. Never followed up on. That's the end of (laughs) that That's the only time you ever see both the bicyclist and the finger of the trooper. (laughs) Right. Uh, So then it's pretty much approaching the end of this movie by now. The cops pretty much have a caravan of policemen waiting for them. Uh, Harvey Keitel is in the helicopter as well as... uh, the other actor I've seen a ton of stuff, but I can't. Oh yeah, never he's been in a bunch name. of shit, but I can't remember him. Yeah. Um, and they've got like four, 40 cops all pointing automatic weapons at these two women God in a convertible. Damn it. I know. <laughs> That's all overkill for two women, <laughs> right? At the most that have a thirty-eight special. Yeah. That's it. And so they got them dead to rights, and this is where the iconic scene comes in. It's like, well, should we keep driving? Yeah. And then they hold each other's yeah. hands. Yeah, Thelma's like, "Why don't we just keep going?" Yep. And they're like, "Yep." They hold hands and then they drive into the Grand Canyon. Right. All in all, I thoroughly enjoyed this watch. Yeah. Uh, I had no i no expectations whatsoever, and I think that it set them pretty, like it set them pretty high. Like okay. when after I watched it, I was like, "Okay." I really like that. I could see why this is like a very classic piece of cinema at this yeah. point. Um I had very little flaws with this movie. Okay. Um I would I would recommend it to pretty much everyone. Yeah. It's fair it's more adult than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like I knew going in it was rated R. There's a pretty sexy ass scene with Brad Pitt and Gina Davis. Yes. Where I was like, I'm getting a little turned on. <laughs> like when he's like, he's uh-huh. like hovering around her panty line. Where I'm like, oh my god, this is pretty fucking is, hot. i is it getting hot in here? I was, de- I was digging it. Am I beating up? Am I? Yeah. Somebody give me a towel. Yeah. I almost, <laughs> uh, I almost took Molly Pop in the back room. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Can you be Gina Davis for a minute? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I really enjoy this movie on this on this watch. It's a it's a fun watch. I, I the only complaint I really have is I feel like, in terms of tone, I feel like it, I wish it would have picked a lane a little more. But out, outside of that, how so? Like I feel like. I feel like it tries to be comedic, but it never goes completely comedic. And then it tries to be dramatic, but never goes completely dramatic. I think... I I don't know. I thought I wrote that line fairly well. There's only a few points, though, where, like, big things do happen in their lives. And, like, the next scene, they seem to have just brushed it off. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm kind of about. it's Like, I feel like... I feel like they would have... Wish they would have gone... Full into like if they're in terms of like a scene like they go full comedy or they go full dramatic. Uh huh. Like I don't mind if they do that shit, but like I feel like they were like, eh, we'll ease into it and then we'll go into something else. Right. Oh, I don't think we even said that um, Louise was. Uh, oh yeah. Raped in yeah. Texas. The whole yeah. The, the <laughs> reason why they don't want to go to Texas is because she was raped in Texas and that's why she's like all about like. No, we're not gonna go to the cops because they'll never believe you, where you definitely get the feeling that like she was raped, she went to the cops and they were like, Nah. You have no proof. No proof. And then she was that's why she always keeps people at a certain distance. Right. And really got on that guy who attempted to rape yeah. Thelma. Yeah. When th- like that that's why I kind of uh when it all ends, like you definitely get the feeling that Thelma kinda goes sees Louise's point of view more. But I feel like they never get to where Louise sees Thelma's point of view more. Well, I feel like they kind of... I wish they would have gotten to more of like a medium... Like, Uh met in the middle more. Where like, Louise does see that there is good in people in a certain way. Yeah. But I feel like they both go to Louise's side where it's like... Yeah, fuck dudes. We got each other. Yeah. But I I don't hate it. Like, I think it's it's a cool arc for Thelma where... She's so boy crazy and then when she gets to like... Yeah, it it does. It is pretty hard to trust someone that you've just met, right? <laughs> and I also, uh, I like near the end where Thelma is really coming into her own person. Yeah, and she's like, even she even like notices herself. She's like, "Have you ever felt like awake? Because this is the most awake I've ever felt in my life." Yeah, there's another cool line in there too, where. Uh... I think Louise is like I didn't ever, I never knew how crazy you were, and she was like, "Well, I've always been this crazy. I've just never been able to be myself." Uh-huh. Where it's like, "Yeah, that's like that's cool." Where it's like they she's getting to this point now where she feels more <laughs> like herself than she ever has, especially mm-hmm. like knowing that she's been with Shooter McGavin her whole life, <laughs> like feeling like she has to like live like this this housewife kind of. Right. Like, I also kind of like how they look in the beginning as opposed to how they look at the end where, like, you see that Polaroid they take with each other Uh where they look like Stepford wives pretty much. Yeah. Like, Louise has, like, that fucking, like, shawl like, tied around her head with the sunglasses and Thelma has, like, the lipstick with, like, the perfectly permed hair hair and the fucking, like, V to, like, show, like, her cleavage and then at the end they're, like... They're pretty much wearing clothes they've stolen from guys throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Thelma's wearing the fucking trucker's hat and yep. Louise is wearing uh Brad Pitt's hat that they stole from him. Mm-hmm. Like they've legit turned into what the trip has turned them into because they're all they're wearing clothes they've stolen throughout the whole movie. Where like they've definitely come into their own based solely on this trip. Yeah. So I think that, that's that's a really cool ending for that. Yeah. And then knowing there, too, like, when they're pretty much, like, got, like are dead to rights with <laughs> under that firing range that they have going on. Yeah. They're like, we can either turn back now... And end up in jail, or probably even worse, end up back in the positions we were before we left. Yeah. So, like, why would we want to do that now that we've lived so hard? Yeah. And go back to that. Yeah. Like, yeah, Like you said, even if they didn't go to prison, they did find a way out to where they could go back to the lives they had. They would just be looking back on. But remember when we were actually like living? Yes. <laughs> like, why would we yeah. want to? Why would we want to subject ourselves to what made us? like depressed or before this. Right. So, yeah, I, I I think it's a fitting ending for what the movie is. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they stopped it while they were in midair and didn't follow the crash all the way down. Cause <laughs> yeah. that would've been like, Oh no. Yeah. You could just, <laughs> you could just make believe that the car grew wings and they flew away. <laughs> yeah. Like what we said, it just has <laughs> the same ending as grease <laughs> at the end. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie uh quite a bit. I Yeah. If I were to grade it, I uh, graded it, I'd give it like a I I I think a solid A. Really? Yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, no. I think discussing it, I think you turned me around a little bit more. Like I I don't know. I I was just I think I was expecting them them to go more one way or another and they just kind of stayed more in the middle. And I don't know what I was expecting beyond that, but Yeah, I'll give it, like, a a solid A minus. I I really dug it, and, uh, yeah, I I like what they did with it in terms of, like, their friendship and, like, them driving each other to go in these certain routes to where they finally realize where it's like, eh, I'd rather be dead than go back to this (laughs) poor shit life. Yeah, 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 so there you go, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Great entry. Check it out. And it's, uh, it's for free on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Yes. I happen to watch it on Hulu. Yeah. So uh, do yourself a favor and check it out. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, anything else you've been into besides Thelma and Louise, JT? Well, uh, me and Molly watched the Academy Award nominated film, oh The Favorite. Oh, my. And uh, it's good. I had a lot of fun with it. Great. That's good. Uh, I think it might have made my 2018 list. My oh, once, once I see everything that I see, I might do like a quick overview and go through. Okay. Because even some things change position too. Oh my so god! Look out for that. But oh no favorites, my. fun. Uh, yeah, I I can see why Olivia Coleman won for best actress because she plays a fucking adult infant in this movie <laughs> so well. And, like, like, Molly was even, like, fascinated and, like, looked into, like, the actual life of Queen Victoria where it was, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's, it's good. Good. Like, it's one of those movies where it's, like, one of those, like, careful what you wish for type things where it's, like, the people that look like they won in the end kind of got the raw end of the deal. Mm. So, it it's a fun movie. I suggest, suggest checking it out. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check out The Favorite. And uh, we also started watching, we haven't finished it yet, but we started watching that HBO documentary series Leaving Neverland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The reason why we haven't finished it is because, like, halfway through the first part, we just couldn't watch anymore. Really? It is disgusting. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. In what way? Like, they get to a point where the guy is just listing off rooms in Neverland that Michael Jackson fucked him in. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's pretty fucked. Ugh. Like, I've heard... uh, I've been pretty fascinated (laughs) with this story because it's, like... This is, like, the one celebrity that I've come across where, like, even people that I kind of respect in terms of, like, listening to their podcasts are, like, kind of blindly defending him. Where it's, like, man, like, you're, like, these are, like, people that, like, I've never rushed to conclusions. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm, like, I just, I just don't believe it. Where you're, like, man, like, they're, these guys are going into such detail and, like, giving enough evidence where it's, like, man, I don't think there's any way that Michael Jackson was not, like, a fucking gross pedophile. Huh. Cause they even there's like a part in that I saw so far in the documentary where they talk about like in Neverland in the actual mansion of Neverland in the hallways when you're walking through there's like at least two to three doors before you get up into the main uh, second floor where it's like very audible that you open them and Michael put them there so that like if he's with like a boy Like, he can get them to get dressed and look like nothing's going on once someone gets up to the room. Hmm. And they legit do a tour of Neverland where they show that, like, you have to walk through, like, a door to get to another door to get to another door because that's, like, then you can be like, okay, they're, like, 30 seconds away. Now they're 15 seconds away. Now they're 10 seconds away where it's, like, yeah, why would you have three doors in a hallway? And, like, they go into detail about that where it's, like, you wouldn't know unless you knew, <laughs> like, you if you knew that sh- you were getting, like, fucked <laughs> and, like, huh. something was going down where it's, like, ugh. and then I, I listened to, like, a podcast, like, um, Today Explained. Which is like really good if you like want to get kind of like, caught up with like news and shit, uh-huh. and they're only like usually like twenty five minutes long. Uh-huh. But they they did a really cool episode where they interviewed the director of the documentary and they interviewed uh, a representative for the Jackson estate uh-huh. to kind of give you like a a parallel uh, viewpoint on the actual documentary, and like I feel like. I'm siding more with the director of the documentary Okay, because the Jackson estate feels like it's, it's so big. It's being run like a business. And usually from what I experience listening about things with businesses, like they have no moral compass whatsoever. Like the Jackson estate is like $3 billion. Mm. And like they interviewed the guy like representing him. And it's like, yeah, well, we're just watching over it and waiting until the Jackson children are old enough to receive these funds. Hmm. But he like treats it where it's like everything that he's doing well, we're doing it we're doing it for the namesake of Michael and we're looking out for his best interest, blah blah blah. Where it's like You're acting like a company. <laughs> like you're <laughs> acting like like, if if Michael Jackson's record sales start dipping, you're not making as much money as you usually do, kind of thing. Huh. And he, he talks like that, where it's like, well, yes, there have been accusers in the past, but they have been acquitted, and they have been shown to be not forthright. Where it's like, there was two back when it first happened, like in the 90s, and that's why the trial happened. Right. And one of them was paid off. Okay. Where he was like, "Well, that was a mistake on his part. He was just too busy to to deal with it." And then the other one was like, "Found innocent by a jury." Where it's like, "Well, Michael Jackson was a fucking megastar. No one wants to believe that he would do these things." Right. And now you have these two, where one of them, yeah, he he does kind of come off as a little disingenuous because he contacted the Jackson estate to get him a job being a choreographer at Cirque du Soleil, and they said no. And then, like, three months later, he sued them because Michael Jackson... Because he said Michael Jackson raped him. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that is that that is kind of... That is a fishy. little bit fishy. But then the other guy from Simi Valley, like, told it this really fucking heartbreaking story where he was like, like, I defended Michael to the very end, and then I became... I. Married a woman and had a son. And then I looked at my son and became super depressed and just got really angry. And then I realized that the reason why was because, like, I thought about what would happen if Michael did that to my son. Oh, God. And I was like, I need to stop. I need to, I need to, like, (laughs) I need to voice, I need to voice what happened to me so that it doesn't happen to other people's children because it was like, I have such low self-esteem about myself that I didn't care. But now that I see my son and I think about what would happen if Michael did that to my son, now I'm furious. And so he saw that this Australian guy was doing this lawsuit and then he joined his lawsuit to sue them. Hmm. And, then when, and then when his name was brought up at the Jackson estate, it's like, well, we found ways to discredit him too. But then they never say why. Hmm. So it's like, uh, I think think michael jackson's a pedophile all right but yeah i i'm I'm intending to go through and watch the whole documentary but yeah it's not looking good i i think michael jackson might be a gross pedophile now (laughs) well time will tell won't it what the public finally (laughs) comes up with it's yeah i think it's there's so much evidence and like but it's it's so disheartening because now it's like, there's so many people where it's like when Cosby was like acquit was like all of his things came out. They were like, Oh yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. But now like now that this evidence is piling up against Michael Jackson. Like there's so many people that I like listen to their podcasts and I trust them where they're like, well, I don't know. We should, let's look into it more. And like this evidence is out there like, but they're already drawing the conclusions where it's like, I like Michael Jackson enough. To not give a shit that he mm. was a pedophile where I'm like, mm. <sighs> I don't know this society, man. Yeah. It's like, we're getting to this point now where we have enough, it, we have an, we have so much information available to us that we have to actually deal with the fact that like these people that we grew to love and respect might be real pieces of shit. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it, it's, it's hard for people to really digest. Yeah. I do, but, like, are they kind of, are they still trying to find restitution even after he's dead? Yeah. Okay. Like, they're, they're suing, like, the Jackson estate. Okay. For, th- for the money. And, like, but I think that they're they're trying to skew it as, like, they just want the money, but I don't know. Like, the details they go into and, like, the evidence they show where it's, like, like, they show, like his steps up to where he finally gets them in bed and starts raping them, and then even, like, interviewing the parents that are not, like, super uh, familiar with the whole rape thing are like, yeah, Michael would invite us and then try, and then we would get these notes that said that uh, we can't stay in the apartment, in, in the hotel room next to theirs because the suite is unavailable. now. So now we have to... We have to sleep in a suite that's like three stories down hmm. for no reason. <laughs> it's hmm. like, and it, and it was like that for every single time that he, that their child was with Michael in his room alone. That seems strange why they even let that happen. But I know that the, the parents <laughs> come off as pieces of shit too. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> defending them, but it's like the things they bring up where it's like, well, then why didn't you step in? And it's mm. I don't, it's such a fucking shit show. Mm. Well, uh, anything else you've been into? Um, I'll <laughs> just say that's it, because I went on a huge tangent with that. Uh, there, I, I haven't been much into anything, really. Uh, I have that DC Universe app, as you know. Yeah. Um, and they have the old uh, Max Fleischer Superman cartoons from the 40s on there. Yeah and being that they're each one's only like 10 minutes long i was like i wonder if macy would enjoy these because they're like super short they're Uh-oh. animated is this is this a splinter operation no baby <laughs> kind of <laughs> turns out she's really into them really she wants... I've seen... There's only 17 episodes that were ever made of them. Yeah. And we watched them through probably three or four times this oh, wow. last weekend. Just hope she doesn't become racist to Japanese people. Well, there are a few <laughs> episodes in there where they are a bit of World War II propaganda. Uh, and they don't treat the Japanese in a very great light. I Before we came in here, you <laughs> put it on, and there was a legit... like. Very eerie looking <laughs> text of Yokohama with a very eerie gong playing. Yeah, it's like yeah, you're not too fond of Japanese people. Uh, at the time, this. it was a bit it was a bit of a, a bit of a stretch in order <laughs> to uh, shed them in a good light. Um, they also, but like so, what I I did some research while I was watching it through for the third time. And the first, like, half of the episodes are all done by, like, Max Fleischer Studios. And yeah. then the second half is done by this Famous Studios, is what it was called. Oh. And when it changed hands, it actually started doing more, like, World War Two propaganda-type episodes. Where most of the foes then were, like, Nazis <laughs> in South America, or Nazis, or the evil Japanese or whatever it was, whether uh, the first half of the episodes were all, like, evil mad scientists or, like, weird under-cave-dwelling bird people or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, a natural disaster or something to that effect. Yeah. But uh, I would still say, though, the animation is really great. Some of the character models are a bit simplistic. Yeah. But, like, the animation itself... I think holds up or is better still than animation today. I know. Like when you you were showing me a little bit of it before we came in here and yeah, it looked like, I don't know how much they did to remaster them, but they, they flush together really well where you can see like the full fledged movement and it's like, but you can tell where it's like they had to draw all that shit. Yeah. You're like, holy fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So like, that's what I, I really, appreciate that and they're all of them are super campy and fun i was just talking to my mom and dad about them this weekend too because i was like yeah macy is like really loving them every time one ends she's like more oop man and i'm like (laughs) yeah we got oop man coming up the pipeline here mace (laughs) we got more we got more i'm telling you you're gonna drive See danger crazy you're gonna get her so stuck on comic book shit that sea yes. danger is gonna be like what have you turned my daughter into yes uh so i've i've watched that a few times and then i also ah oh, there was something else i was watching and i just i was gonna bring it up before oh well i've forgotten what it was yeah but uh yeah not not much it that's All about it. that's about it i think that's good All right that's good All right what do we got uh, coming up for Monday well tr- it's well for Monday we're doing a uh we're doing a a flashback because because uh, of course you don't have a lot of time on your hands right uh we're going back to a film that's probably the polar opposite of what we talked <laughs> talked about tonight with Thelma and Louise we're doing our flashback review of the Adam Sandler David Spade <laughs> film from Netflix yes the do-over yes this was based off of us trying to give Adam Sandler a second chance after watching the ridiculous <laughs> six uh-huh and it turned into us finding out that Adam Sandler might be a gross <laughs> gross human being right so it, it'll be an it, it, it'll be a very fun listen back to I I, I want to quote you uh, like a week ago when you brought up this idea and you're like, well, we should, as we're doing like strong, empowered women of the nineties for like a captain Marvel month. Yeah. We, uh, as juxtaposed to that, we can just do a flashback episode of the do over, which sets women back a hundred years. Boy does it too, (laughs) man. If you've never seen the do over, I mean, watch it, but watch it like, With the precaution that it literally makes women come out in the worst way possible, and a good chunk of it is a Bud Light commercial. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. Yeah, like where we're like, yeah, they maybe uh, make men come off kind of incompetent in Thelma and Louise as like a plot device. The do-over makes women come off incompetent just to make women come off incompetent yeah (laughs) like adam sandler might be the grossest sexist of our time (laughs) so yeah go ahead watch a do-over at your own risk and then listen to our flashback review of it on monday yes uh coming up thursday jt i have the big one that's the big one yeah uh do you want to give your, your pick? I do want to give my pick. Ooh. So Captain Marvel will be next Thursday's big yes. review. Yes. The big anticipated release. The Thursday after, staying in the 90s, and Strong Empowered Women. I can't wait. One I've never seen again. Whoa. And I've always wanted to, La Femme Nikita. What? Yes. <laughs> I've <laughs> La never Femme seen Nikita? it. Nikita? Yes. So, I know of the USA show because it was always, it was always advertised on Raw. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now. Me too. La Femme Nikita, Jesus Christ. Yes, it was either either between that or the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh shit. Or With Blue Perry. Oh fuck. Well, <laughs> too late now. I've already said La Femme Nikita. <laughs> or it was going to be the first. I was going to bend the rules a little bit. Yeah. The first Terminator movie, not Terminator 2, oh, but yeah. the Terminator, to show, like, Sarah Connor get, growing into, like, a, an empowered, like, badass yeah. role. That's true. But it came out in the 80s. Yeah. So I was like, eh, well, I I'll mix it. I do have an idea that when Wonder Woman comes out, we do strong females in the 80s. Okay. We'll put that on the back burner then. Yeah. Since Wonder Woman comes out, is supposed to take place in the 80s right 84 84 uh so yeah that's what we caught uh coming down the pipeline the next few weeks so check La out fem- captain La marvel Keita. now i'm curious i out Lefemniki. F- i don't have... know where you can see it i probably have to buy it <laughs> fuck <laughs> but we'll see we'll see yeah but yeah uh, check out captain marvel before let... next week yeah let me just look right now what if it's on you <laughs> just might turn it to bumpy the vampire slayer <laughs> maybe who knows Let's see. What am I looking for? La Femme. Here mm. we go. Not the oh, series. Not the series. Oh, I'm just getting a lot of the series. Oh, wait. Here it is. The movie from 1991. Oh, wow. Another 91. Holy shit. Still loading. Um, Available on. Oh, it looks like we're going to have to rent it. That's fine. Hmm. I'll eat the shit! <laughs> it doesn't say it's on Amazon or anything. It just shows me it's on Fandango now, Google Play, or Vudu. So if it's on Google Play, it's probably on YouTube. Ugh, so you can probably rent it on so. YouTube. The YouTubes. Okay, so that's what we got going down, JT. Okay. So if people want to La Femme Nikita you. I don't know what that means. You or- can find me at for Instagram, we have a buggy friend on Snapchat Troy. If people want to uh, wish you a happy birthday through my channels, they could do that at Tour to the Max on Twitter, or you can send a happy birthday message to you at our joint podcast Twitter handle at ReviewerViewPod. Uh, we are also on Facebook. You can h- hear all of our new episodes uploaded onto ReviewerViewPod.podbean.com or other things such as. YouTube's, like I brought up just seconds ago, or Stitcher, or Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can probably hear us on Alexa devices if you wish. Yes. If you use Apple Podcasts, iTunes, some people say, uh, you would be so kind to rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show. Mm -hmm. If you want to write in, like a few of our friends do from time to time, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Right on. Right on. So we told you what's coming up the pipeline. Enjoy our flashback on Monday. Full, full, full flashback. And then uh, we look forward to hearing what your thoughts on uh, Captain Marvel are. What I, f- I'm really curious to see how this turns out. Yeah, if you catch it this weekend, right in, right in. Write yeah, right in. Tell us what you think. If you, if you find a way to send us a sound clip, we'll play it on the show. Yeah. Send them, send them some clips, sound clips, emails. We are open to it all. We are open, DMs open, baby. Ugh, give me the DMs. And slide into them. Come here, DMs. <laughs> but until then, I have been short of the max extreme. I am G3K, and we are all.